Well, there goes the... De oh, wait, I have a volunteer. Okay. Oh, wait, I thought I, I turned this down. It's, it's hearing me. Let's, let's X that out. Quiet. Okay, better. There we go. The Welcome, everybody. Welcome. As, as my wife rings the bell and spreads incense all around. Or maybe, no, that's, I just farted. But anywho, this is Dave's Gone By. It is our 862nd edition of the program, coming to you live, not from Long Island, New York, not from Greeley, Colorado, not from, oh, I don't know, West Babylon or somewhere. No, 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 coming to you live from northern Baltimore County in Maryland. And I'm very merry to be with you on this Labor Day weekend. We're calling this episode In Labor, just because it's, we're in Labor Day weekend. Isn't that clever? Good title. My, my wife calling from the other room. Good title. I'm Dave Lefkowitz. You're whoever you are, and you're tuning in Saturdays from 9 until noon or thereabouts for a brand new, brand, oh, spiking, spanking edition. I blew the joke. Let me do it again. A brand new, brand spanking new edition. I can't get that right. Of Dave's Gone By, which mixes humor and talk and goofiness and strangeness, and we do it for three hours every weekend here. Here is the new here. And it's going to change, like week to week, <clears throat> we're going to change the backdrop. We still don't have a lot of furniture here. My wife and I moved to Maryland just about a month ago. So the whole last month is about just setting up all these different brand new aspects of our brand spanking new aspects of our lives. So we had to move. Uh, we've been living with, you know, in my mom's house for the past three years during the pandemic. And then uh, my wife got a new job, I got a new job, and so boom, off we go to live in Maryland, buy a house, a house with barely any furniture in it because it wasn't furnished. And so it was just like, you know, oh my God, we spent, it felt like eight hours. I think we were there for an hour and a half in Lazy Boy uh, a few last weekend just to, to sit on this and is this bouncier than that is this firm enough this is almost firm enough does this go back do you want this to swivel and you know we're talking i don't untold hundreds of dollars here just to get a few pieces that will fit in a couple of rooms in this big old rather beautiful house that we got in Maryland. So even when the late, even, and it's going to take weeks, but even when the Lazy Boy stuff comes, it's going to be, oh, thank goodness, we, we have a, a reclining chair that we can sit in. It's going to be nice in the living room. And then you'll go into another room and it will still be empty because unless you're, you're like fabulously wealthy or something, or you're carting furniture from somewhere else to fill a, a full house with furniture about, is, is just, um, you know, it's a thing. It's going to take probably a year before you can go from room to room in this place and be like, oh, I think I'll stay in here because there's a chair, a couple of chairs, a table, a this, a throw, a lamp, a this. We're getting there. We're getting there. We've been there about a month. And so what we do have, thank goodness, is the previous owners, I think I mentioned this last time, left us this very, very comfortable couch. And it's a lazy boy couch. One of the reasons we're going 
for some of our furniture in Lazy Boy is that we, we saw this on the first day. I'm like, oh, oh, they left something for us to sit on. And not only is it a couch, it's a pull-out sofa couch. So we it's slept it's up. It's so funny. It's so light, but you look so dark in the... Yeah. Is a, that's, that's me in the background being me. Hello, me. So, but it's really um, a godsend. Because we didn't get our bed until we were living here a week or two. And we thought, oh my God, what are we going to sleep on the floor? We're going to get a, a, um, just a couple of sleeping bags. Or just try one of us sleep on the couch, one of us sleep oh, on the so, floor. Um, Donato sent a thing about Colorado. Wait, Colorado? I can't see. So Donato sent a... Oh, hold, hold on, hold on. Donato sent something about... Oh, uh, Donald, Donald Pearl. Yes, yeah. Colorado Democratic Education um, Initiative. Yeah. And, and we don't live in Colorado anymore. I don't care Adam about the color. <laughs> yeah. Adam Glass sent you a picture said the history of social influence of the potato. <sighs> well, first of all, thank you, Don. I know you're still into Colorado school and politics and learning. I couldn't care less, but thank you for sharing. Um, Adam, Cousin Adam. Hello, Cousin Adam. You've been on the show a few times. Welcome to you. And yes, yes, uh, I'm not in New York anymore. I'll be visiting maybe two or three times a year. But uh, no, no, we're out here on this pull-out sofa lazy boy couch that saved our butts quite literally for the first week or two that Joyce and I were living in this house. And so, yeah, I mean, you're, you're looking at this as, okay, it's a grayish white wall and kind of an old tanny sofa thing. It's actually very good condition sofa. Uh, eh, big deal. But I think I showed you last time, this room looks out into this gorgeous backyard with a garden and the, the whole place was really, really kept really nice. So I still feel like I've been staying in a and b for the past, uh, you know, month almost. Like, I don't belong here. I mean, I'm a little Jewish guy. I'm belonging in this, this cozy nook with, like, wood paneling, not just on the walls, but wood paneling on the ceiling and wood paneling, paneling over the carpet on the floor and just, like, um, a couple of cushions, a raggy old chair and slumping off into the kitchen where I've got a boiled coffee beans on the stove to make a coffee. What is this, 1950? I'm just saying. 1930 I, depression, David? Do you ever feel like, you know, you're, the room is too good for you? Do you ever feel like you yeah. don't belong? I feel we finally get what we deserve. I don't By know. the sweat of my back and the toil of my kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, it's sort of like when I would go uh, as a theater critic, as a theater journalist, and I would be invited to these, you know, Black, not quite black tie things, but rubber chicken things and uh, what do they call them? Important galas and opening nights and, and all this. And at the same time, of course, you know that everybody's the same, that that famous actor you're sitting next to is also going to go to the bathroom at some point during the proceeding. He's also going to, you know, be, be uh, chatting about nothing with his wife or his friends. He's going to be uh, having to buy groceries the next day. But at the same time, you're looking at this, and I'm like, well, that person is really super famous. We're sitting here, you know, and everybody here is making probably two zeros more than what I make, you know, in, in terms of decimal points. And yet here I am. And I'm like, I belong, yeah, okay, I belong here too, but I don't. I really, I remember um, I used to write for um, the Best Plays Annual. 
So this was the thing. I, I wrote the introductions and did some work for the, the Burns Mantle Best Plays book series. And it was a series that came out literally from the early 1900s where they were grouped together the best, most important plays of the Broadway and eventually off-Broadway season two. And I knew the guy who took that on from about the 1960s on, a guy named August Guernsey, who was this real old-school Boston Brahmin, I don't think he was from Boston, but probably Connecticut, but a Yaley. Oh, New England. New England, yeah, through and through. And we met couple of times at his favorite haunt when he would come into the city. He would stay, since he was a Yale alum, oh, at the Yale Club. You're making me nauseous. Well, yeah, and you would go into this place. It was, it was a place like, a, we watch Columbo all the time. Columbo would, you know, he'd slump in. And people would give him the eyebrow, like, what are you doing here? And being Columbo, he sort of knew he didn't belong, but he didn't care, right? Different from me. I would be incredibly uncomfortable sitting there, and it's not like I would dress down. It's not like I would be in shorts and khaki and a tee and a, a baseball cap. You know, I'd, I'd be dressed in casual wear, a little more fancy than what I'm wearing now, my, my little octopus shirt. Um, but I would go in there, and I will, I'll show the octopus thing, but I'd go in there and sit with Otis, and he'd be having some sort of cocktail, and I'd get like a, a Coke with lime or something. And, and these old white men sitting there in, in smoking jackets. Well, not smoking jackets. It's just, it's, you know, what do they call that? Like, um, not a suit? Ascot. Maybe one or two had ascots, really, if, if, if their tuchuses were hurting and they needed to sit on something comfortable. But they, uh, a jacket. You know, they, they wouldn't even just have a shirt on. They have a jacket on and shoes, because I'm a sneaker man. And, and there in these tables and the, the carpeting and the upholstery and the appointments of it and the books and the shelves, you felt like, well, this is, this is old world academic money. And not only did Yale reject me when I tried to go there uh, after high school, not only did they say I wasn't quite good enough for Yale, wasn't a Yale man, now here I am. And so there, there was a, a certain sense of satisfaction of being invited by a Yaley to come in and sit in the hallowed alumnus hall of where Yale people stay when they come into the city from New Haven. Because you know, it was in New York. Um, this place, the Yale Club is in New York. So people who come in from New England can stay there overnight instead of a hotel. Right? Um, so the, the, there was a certain sense of, not schadenfreude, but I'm like, hey, I'm here. Imp yes, That's what the kid, yeah. imposter syndrome of what I'm. I'm not supposed to be here. This university yes, rejected you me. You know. Need therapy, honey. You need, <laughs> you need, you need a lot of. Therapy. Of course, I need a lot of therapy. This is new to you, but um, and yet at the same same time, it's like, well, yeah, I'm. You know, screw you, Yale. I'm sitting here. Throw me out. I was invited at least for the day. <laughs> I'm working with a guy. He's he's letting me write the introduction to the book that he puts together. So ha ha Yale! I'm gonna my name on a published book, and I did three of them, as a matter of fact. So it was it was a proud moment, but still a disconcerting moment. I was happy to get out of there. Uh, I actually felt more comfortable in a, the couple of times I was at the Friars Club. That felt more like ah, you know, I'm an old Jewish guy. I don't smoke cigars, but I probably should. Uh, the, the Friars Club, I'm kind of like, ah, yeah, here I could fit in more. And even there, 
didn't necessarily fit in. When I see uh, Henny Youngman or, or Uncle, I didn't see Uncle Milty there, but uh, you know Marilyn Michaels traipsing in, uh, or, or one-legged Toadie Fields. So I never actually saw clomping in, but I like the idea of one-legged Toadie Fields clomping into the Friars Club. So um, all this is by way of saying we've got this lovely house, even though you can't really tell from this particular image. And I'm, uh, it's a lovely place to be. And we have a, a beautiful bed that we ordered from Mattress Firm. So, and I'm not doing a commercial. I'm just saying we ordered it from Mattress Firm and it's been wonderful. Okay, just saying. Just saying. And, and we've got a, a nice kitchen table thing that the, the original owners left that have, you know, as allows us to use a kitchen. It's not a kitchen table, it's an island. It's a kitchen island with chairs, but it's not really a table. Uh, so, and we have this, this patio-ish deck that we're going to get chairs for. So, on one level, this is one of the nicest places I've ever lived in my life. And it belongs to my wife and me, mostly thanks to the money that she makes, but a bit to mine and to, to houses we've sold previously. And another part of me is like, ah, what's, what am I doing on this block? What am I doing in this area where, where you know, other people's houses look onto almost woods? And even our house, if you kind of look in one direction, it's all pine trees. Um, you can't even really see the next guy's yard because it's these gorgeous trees. And in our backyard, all this topiary and stuff. And I'm like, I, you know, it's beautiful, but I feel like I'm in somebody else's B&B. This is not me. I don't know if it's ever going to be me, much as it's I enjoy you, staying here. I don't, want to, I don't know. I don't want to necessarily get used to it, that this becomes me. It is us. It is. I guess it is. Anyway, it is me, me being Dave Lefkowitz, that being Joyce, my wonderful, adorable wife, you being you, watching the Dave's Gone By Facebookio Podcastio Programio of the stream live on Saturday, September 3rd, 2022, our Labor Day weekend extravaganza. Something not really extravaganza, it's a typical show with some wonderful typical se segments for you, including Grilly Crimes and Old Times, where we go back to the place that we were living for a few years to uh, have some fun with stuff that they put in the newspaper there in Grilly, Colorado. The Grilly Tribune, there it is, ooh. So in the Tribune, there are two columns every week, and those columns have to do I've got just way too much headroom here. Um, those columns have to do with things that happen that people call the police about. And they say, oh my God, something weird is going on in the neighborhood. Can you please send a cop? And sometimes the phone call or the information is even weirder than whatever might be happening. The newspaper gathers all the, all the funniest ones. And uh, well, we're not doing the segment yet. But when we do, those noisemakers are going to be very important. And the um, the Tribune also because I thank you. Two. One more, you're Jewish. One more. Don't force it. I'm not gonna force it. That's what she said. Okay. Uh, there's one. There's a there's a sneeze building. It's coming. It's coming. So gesund. All right. That's three sneezes. Stop now. Oh no 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 don't no. Four. Okay. Two more. <laughs> it's the Jewish thing. Five. Okay, got one more. Sneezies and threesies. Sneezies and threesies. No? I may sneeze. Oh, here we go. <laughs>
Mazel Tov! Okay, now we can go on with, the, <laughs> on with the program. Yes, it's mucus to my ears. We have Grinley Crimes of Old Times, and that oh, I was saying how this also mixes uh, items that were in the newspaper 100 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, honey, that's seven. That's seven. Now you got to give me two more. I can't. Oh, no. Um, from 100 years ago. That looked kind of cute. Or <laughs> There's eight. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You can do it. Yes, it's coming. Tickle, tickle, tickle. Tickle, tickle, coochie, coochie, coo. Remember? Moses was on Mount Sinai. Come on. You can do Moses your. Moses is not on Mount Sinai. Keep going. All right. You owe me a sneeze. You do. Either that or I'm going to have to fart. At some, on some way, some air is going to have to come out of one of our holes. All right. Okay, fine. Fine. Um, <laughs> Grilly comes out nice. Plus, we have our Colorado Limerick of the Damned. I found an old one, like I wrote, that hasn't been on the program before. So where are we going? We're going to, for our Limerick of the Damned this week, we're going to Merino, Colorado. Merino, Colorado. I write a really awful, disgusting, tasteless poem, five lines long, about a different place in Colorado, and I've been sharing them one by one, week after week, here on Dave's Gone By. Plus, of course, we will have our Today, Yesterday trivia quiz, and it's going to be great fun. Unfortunately, we don't have, again, David Seward, because he's off in Maine, you know, he's a teacher, so after Labor Day, he's, he's going to be stuck all semester or whatever, not really going to have a getaway or a moment to breathe. So this is his last shot to go with his husband and go spitzering and have a wonderful vacation away. But the, the sad part of that is we don't get David Seward. We didn't have him last week. We don't have him this week either or, or two weeks ago. Away. Yeah, he, he's running away from the neighborhood. But we do have Leslie Hoban Blake. Uh, theater critic and co-host of Two on the Isle. All right, yeah, wahoo! <laughs> and Vicky Quaddy, who is the co-creator of Late Night Catechism. She also does Bible Bingo. Are you smarter than your eighth grade nun? All of these shows she does out in. Uh, Chicago at the Greenhouse Theater, probably doing a couple this Labor Day weekend. It's probably a, a big weekend for the shows that she does. She'll be with us this morning in just about 40 minutes to play the Today Yesterday Trivia Quiz alongside our pretty recent new friend of the neighborhood. He is an actor. He also writes about acting and has for many years published a, a little actor's newspaper called The Soul of the American Actor. His name is Ronald Rand. He was kind enough to send me a lovely, lovely kind of housewarming gift this week. And when he gets on there, I'll share it with you. So I, I really appreciate that. And in recompense, you, you, fair is fair. You give me something, I'll give you something. So he gives me this beautiful card and a housewarming gift. And I'm going to Put him on the air, because uh, that's how I roll. But it's Ronald Rand, Vicky Quaggy, and Leslie Hoban Blake all going to be here to play the whatever. Today Yesterday. No, not whatever. There we go. The Today Yesterday trivia quiz. So, huh, what are we even... So much to talk about. 
so much to, um, where shall we even start with what's been going on in our lives to, um, to talk about on Dave's Gone By This Morning? I don't know. I'm trying not to sneeze and, and spill my tea all over myself. That's like my goal. Well, here's the, okay, so not yeah, even. You have some not, talking points? Oh, I, oh, I've got my talking points. So Joyce, um, I mean, she, she you know, often loses her temper at me, but she really almost lost it this week. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We actually lived. No, not that one. Well, I'm trying to find it. Oh, excuse I me. I can't find the one I want. No, not really. No. Alright. We lived a Seinfeld episode this week. No, you created a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> no, you helped create a Seinfeld episode this week. Um, so this was our... I mean... With all the stuff of getting the house together and having to do all that, we also had to deal with getting our jobs together. Because Joyce is teaching full time; she's a professor, and I'm teaching I'm associate, professor. associate professor. I'm teaching part time as an adjunct, or what they call a part time professor. Her at one university, me at two of them. So, um, and we have to deal with that. We have got to get our courses ready and our powerpoints and and you know, our grading things and and. Everything right. You know, it, it's the two weeks before school starts. Everybody thinks, oh, this is the teachers. They're, they're, they're off. If, if you're in elementary school thing and, and it doesn't change, I guess you can be like David Seward and just get your stuff ready in the middle of the summer and go off. If you don't even know you have a job two months ago and now suddenly it all falls in your lap, then you know, we're both scrambling like, okay, we've got to get this ready. We've got these classes and so forth. So we do. And this past week we both started teaching. Uh, and I, as I say, I teach in two different universities. One of them has this beautiful, expansive drive that I go up to um, a place about 10 miles away called Owings Mills, Maryland. You've probably heard of Owings Mills. I don't know why. I think they used to make the box tops there or, or some weird thing you would it send away for. Um, yeah. It does have a familiar... Doesn't it when you were growing up? Like, yeah, I mean, it does have a familiar... You would send away to Owings Mills, Maryland, and get something. So you always think Owings Mills was just this giant factory. And, and well, the people go there from the Kellogg's lab, and they, they get your, your thing in the mail, your envelope from some seven-year-old boy, and they go, ah, seven-year-old boy, all right, give him, give him the G.I. Joe. Or, or, oh, strange boy, give him the G.I. Jane. See, and this is what they do all day. You actually physically drive up to Owings Mills, and it's gorgeous. It's, it's like Hewlett Bay Park, but with everybody having more land. And then some of the roads to drive up are literally almost like John Denver's country roads. Not in Appalachia, but right here in Maryland. And, and you know, I don't like driving. I don't enjoy driving. I'm a nervous driver. I wish I didn't have to drive. But, but if I'm ever going to enjoy driving, it's some of the route from where we live up to Owings Mills. And it's especially since- The companies, the national companies are Care First, that's our health insurance, T. Rowe Price, Lion Brothers, Baltimore Company, Talbot, Black & Decker, oh, Baltimore Ravens headquarter. Oh, in Owings Mills? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. And, and, and we're- Maryland Public yeah. TV. It, they're in Owings Mills. 
Hmm. It doesn't show the history part that I'm looking for. So, so who knew that they were all there in this beautiful area? It's also weirdly, strangely, uh, not that I'm connected to that necessarily, but one of the first things when you're only about two miles from where I teach, the first thing that you pass when you make the, a turn is the Jewish Center. And apparently, like, Owings Mills is 10% Jewish, which doesn't sound like a lot when you come from certain parts of New York, but it really feels like a lot when you're 200 miles away from New York. And then there's another town. Oh, here it says, yeah. in, in 1700, pioneers arrived at the area of Owings Mills. Samuel Owen, Owings constructed mills. Owings? So, yeah. so it took away the apostrophe. And it's flower, but I want to see. Flower, okay. Oh, okay. Says the town took its name from Samuel Owings Mills. His mill. Yeah. Whoa, cool. I'm I'm glad I'm glad he wasn't like a sewer worker. Could have been Owings Toilets. But I don't know. There was some company there, and I don't. I live in Owings Toilets, Maryland. Yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah. <laughs> it says it's the northern terminus of the Baltimore Metro Subway. Ooh. Well, that, that is good to know. And it's home to the Ravens headquarter facilities and Maryland Public Television. I, I want to get to know that for sure. Yeah. So, and it's, it's just, it is quite a beautiful place. I walk into the classroom, one of the classrooms where I'm teaching there, and it's on the third, one of my classes is on the third floor, two of them are on the fourth floor. And it's window, like half of the room is windowed. And A, it's so different from when you, perhaps you were growing up and it's cinder blocks on one side and this on the other side. You, you have a window, but it's kind of like looking out into Brooklyn or looking out onto, okay, nice little area of Long Island. And you pull the shade down because you, you don't you know, want the kids to get distracted by seeing some activity outside or the, the football field. Out there, you know, you're high up. You're, you're, you're above ground level and sea level, and now you're just looking out on trees. And even though Maryland is the opposite, a big sky country, it's not Colorado anymore, you're seeing sky and you just said, lush you greenery. Oh, that was here. That was oh, here. That was a, But, um, and, and I'm thinking, how the hell am I going to teach kids in this room when they have the option, not just of looking out a window, but almost like looking out at like a scenic vista out the window. Amazingly, they do. Amazingly, they do. And, and the only reason you want to pull down the shade is sometimes the sun just goes right on the side of them and starts to bake them. But um, so I go there, and that's that's great. That's uh, and and I get there at about seven forty, seven twenty in the morning. So parking, no brainer. You park near the, you know their stadium. You go right in. I've got my pick of the parking lot, and I can walk in about. Five less than five minutes right into the classroom. Only annoyance is, you know, the the place I have to go is way up a steep hill and staircase. So if you're dogging it, if you're dragging it on a Wednesday or Friday morning, and it's just kind of like, okay, okay, I parked, I'm ready to teach, I got this, and now and then you just the staircase is looming, and you're like, can can't they build an outdoor elevator? You know, isn't it just like, okay. Uh, what about an escalator? Yeah. Well, the, the, I don't know. can you do an outside escalator because of the rain and stuff? Mm -hmm. And it's humid here. 
Uh, but I, I'm looking, I'm thinking also, how do people in wheelchairs or if I were ever on crutches, what the hell would I do? After you go in a little golf cart. Yeah. Or maybe they would take you in a, like a, are there buses around campus? There, there seem to be. So uh, yeah, the buses can go up to a closer parking lot that's on that level. I'm not allowed to park there. I'm not special enough. I'm, I'm, I'm allowed you, you regular didn't parking. You talk about your parking loss. My parking loss? The, the, no, I'm at. Did you finish talking about the car loss? No, that's what I'm okay, leading okay, up to. Okay, okay. I'm literally leading up to that because that's one place that I teach. And it's just lovely and it's a lovely drive back. Uh, now, I mentioned, and Joyce just mentioned parking. I also teach at another university where my wife teaches. Uh, I just teach one class there on, on an e you know, early evening. So there, it, the, that university is about five times, maybe six times the size of the one in Owings Mills. Six and a half times the, the size of the Owings Mills campus. That's a lot of students and professors and staff and stuff. So there, it isn't just like, oh, you know, stay in parking lot six in the morning, no problem. They've got different parking garages. They've got, and, and it's just, it's a zoo You're trying to get through there trying to get you trying you know even driving there is a, a horror for me because the closest way you have to do these things that i despised in colorado when we would go to fort collins called roundabouts you don't really get these on long island i don't think or in new york but some some devil some, some guy devil. some nazi who escaped nazi, from germany uh, yeah, went to brazil wanted to design one more thing to torture jews and he said, okay, we're going to go to the road, and instead of constructing a four-way stop, or a two-way stop, or an overpass, we're going to create, round I, I don't know what accent I'm using, we're going to create this thing called a roundabout, which is a nice idea, sort of, if you have different traffic that has to go different ways, you're supposed to go sort of around this loop, and then come out the exit that you want. Seems to make sense. Except you've got this outer circle, and then there's an inner circle too. Now, if you're in the outer circle, you stay to the right, and supposedly you just curve off on the exit that you want. But if you want a different exit, which is kind of the point, now you kind of have to go into the other circle. But, of course, there's another car coming through that circle, and you're not sure when that car is supposed to come. It is the most harrowing, inscrutable thing I've ever seen. I've tried watching two different YouTube videos on how to navigate traffic circles. And all they've done is make me even more confused about how to navigate traffic circles. So I avoid them like, every time I've gotten into one, the, the three or four times that we've been here in Maryland, I either almost got into an accident or came out the wrong exit and started going back in the direction I came from. And then I go back and find it. So I always have to add on five or 10 minutes to any drive that I do towards this university just to avoid just to get away from having to deal with this traffic circle. But I'm managing that. I'm figuring out a way, because we have a car where my phone hooks in and turns into a GPS. And I listen to the, G the GPS, takes me where I want to turn right here. Um, in a mile and a half, you will be going left on Delaney Valley Road. Right, fine, okay, fine. And I listen to her and I listen to her up until the point when she says, in half a mile, Turn left on the traffic circle. God damn you, no! 
And now I now I know I have to turn sort of. Well, you should. Yeah. Bigger pictures. You should ask GPS or Google Maps to also say avoid traffic circles. Yeah. Because you can Why set you, your GPS. You can, you can avoid a ferry. Right. I can avoid a ferry. I can avoid tolls. Yes. And I can avoid. This is huge. Highways. When I program a GPS, I can say please no highways, yeah, and yeah. it will say why. But I, there's no way to program a GPS either to say no roundabouts or just say hey look. Here, I found the route that I want to take every time. It avoids the roundabout. I want to go here. I want to go on Bosley Avenue. I want to go back up and come. Can you please, can I just program that in? So that that is the direction that you give me. You could pull it, probably. You could pull the... I'm, I'm, I don't know what the hell to do. And, you know, I can't pull it, but I like to do that in private, uh, sometimes in the shower. So, uh, <laughs> thank you. Noise. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like at this point. So, um, so I'm trying to avoid this thing, but I, I can make it to school usually. And school, especially, you know, if it's any later than 8.30 in the morning, it's just packed with students going back and forth, and they're in the crosswalk, and nobody has the, the, the um, desire or the whatever to rush, right? They've all got their headsets on, they're all walking, they're looking at their, Headset, their phones. Headsets, what is this, 1950? Well, what are the earbud things, yeah. No, and you know what? You'd be amazed how many kids still wear things that look like headphones. I think it's like retro. Yeah. Uh, and also, it covers the ears more. But it, it's, you, you do really still see that. And now, not only are you trying to navigate wherever you want to go, but you've got to go like two miles an hour because every moment some idiot student's going to be, you know, walking in front of your car and, and not even like making the effort to kind of wave and say, oh, I think I'd better scurry because this guy wants to. No, it's like, I'm just walking to class. I know, I know, but now I've got to park, right? And I've got to park, or I want to park near the building where I am teaching, which happens to also be the, near the building where Joyce is teaching. She's just a building over. Actually, if you go out the, so I learned, if you go out the back of my building, it yeah. faces your building. I learned that. Learned so, that. yeah. And so what do I do? So this is, this is on an evening when I'm teaching my very first class for this school. Right? And I teach and it goes pretty well. And it's, it's tough. It's tough because this class is two hours and 40 minutes long. And we're not talking about a playwriting you know, or, or a theater class or a class where I'm showing a ton of movies. I've got to hold these people's attention <laughs> doing different things for two hours and 40 minutes on a, on a Wednesday evening. And we're all, we're all looking at each other like we want to just do about 15 minutes of work and then go to sleep. But no, no, old Dave, old Dave takes his job seriously and is trying to make things as fun and interesting as possible. So, and you know that I get on here for three hours on Saturday mornings and talk. I can, I can do my best doing that. So I get through it. I make it, you know, the first hour is brutal because I'm just talking about the syllabus. Uh, and, and going through that and that. But then, you know, we get to know each other and, and there's an exercise. And, and by the second or by the last half hour, we're all okay with each other. And I think they, they're okay with me and I'm okay with them. And I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling like, I made it through. I only have to do 15 more of these for my paycheck because it's once a week. And I come out and now it's dark and I don't like driving in the dark because I don't like driving in the first place, but I certainly don't like driving in the dark. But we're only about five miles from home. And now, Joyce, who has also taught 
earlier in the day and has just been doing work and getting slides together and, and, and answering mails and student questions and things and when doing research. So now she wants to be picked up and meet me, right? To go. And so I get her, she comes and meets me. And we're like, okay, now, actually, you know what? This was, this was not, I'm confusing things. This was not the day I picked you up in the dark when it was dark out, because we already knew where we, we yeah, found we the car. We lost the car again that yeah, day, yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah. for a moment. For, yeah, for five minutes or ten minutes. No, for, for a moment. Even my mother said, stay on the phone in case you get lost, <laughs> and David can't find the car. Okay. But this first time, it, I'm sorry, it was, not, it was much earlier in the day. It was probably later afternoon, like 4, 35 o'clock. And I go pick up Joyce, who doesn't drive. And so I'm like, okay, meet me here. I had my department meeting. You had stuff to do. Let's go. And I was like, well, where's the garage? And I'm like, well, I don't know. It was the nearest garage to where my I was just teaching. It, it took me like, you know, three minutes to four minutes to walk from the thing to the thing. So we ask a guy. We ask a student who's passing by. He's like, hey, I'm sorry. Do you know where the garage is? And he's like, oh, this garage? And I'm like, okay, yeah, that garage. And suddenly we're walking for like 10, 15 minutes to one of the garages on this campus. And so we go and we, we get there. And I'm like, this doesn't really look familiar. But I know I'm sort of parked. I think I'm parked kind of high up because my, my visual, when I parked, I remembered that. I was looking at a lot of trees and there was kind of an overhang. And meanwhile, we're both tired. Joyce is exhausted. We're both cranky. And it's also, it's fucking Maryland. It's, it's 85 degrees at 4.30 in the afternoon. And so we're also schwitzing and just like, okay, we just want to get. And now I'm going up and down the, the paths and looking. And I'm like, I don't see our car. Where's the car? And we, now we start circling around the first level and then up the second level. On the third level, and we don't see our car. And I mean, first of all, we're not that used to our car. We've only had it two weeks because we just bought the thing when we moved here. Uh, and also, I'm also terrified because this was this was actually the week before school started. Now I'm remembering. Um, and so, I didn't really have my specific parking pass yet for this university. So I'm terrified that they towed the car. I had been sort of informally told that nah, week before classes, they're not ticketing, or if you do get a ticket, you can fight it because it's not even, you know, everybody's, all the parents are loading the students in. They're not really looking at parking passes until next week. Don't really worry about it. But at the same time, I was supposed to have bought a, por a parking pass, even a, a visitor or an early parking pass, except I wasn't able to because I wasn't properly in the system because that took two weeks. For bureaucracy to do. So I tried to buy a parking pass and wasn't allowed to. So technically I'm sort of illegally parked in a university parking garage and now I can't find the car. So part of me is thinking, oh my god, they've towed the car somewhere I don't know. And now Joyce is like getting all consternating. She's like, you can't find the car. Where's the car? Well, I just want to go home. I'm exhausted. Where's the car? So um, these incredibly nice parking people from the university parking bureau, I guess you could call them. They're coming around in a truck, and we tell them, can you, can you please help us? Uh, can you no, look? I ask them, I say, look, 
I'm going to kill my husband. Can you please help us find the car? And so they volunteered, you know, they went around they the entire lot. That whole parking structure. It's not a lot, it's a parking structure. Yeah. It had three floors. Right, a three floor parking floor garage, a structure. Looking for the. The only thing that made it somewhat easy is that it's because, because it's a new car, uh, the back plate no, is a. It's because we're new to the state, it's a temporary license till we get the real one. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Our license plate is not a typical Maryland license. It looks, it's a new, almost paper-looking license plate. It stands out. We would have seen, because everybody's got Subarus in this town. we have a pink frame, because right. the, the month we bought the car, they donate Subaru. Whenever you buy a car, it donates to a charity. And that month, they were donating to breast cancer. So we have a, br a bright, like, pink uh, breast cancer color logo, or license plate frame. Yeah. So I think they should put a giant tit. <laughs> back of the car. That would be great. That, then you would really say, oh, breast cancer. There's a they, tit on the back of the car. You would still not be able to find the car. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. No, they said that. You know, so the, this guy, this, this, this student we asked to, to help us find the garage. Not student, they're garage workers. No, 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 no. No, when we first were looking for the garage, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. the guy sent us to the biggest garage on the campus. Yeah. And then we, we speak to the one of the people who tried to help us find the car, one of the attendants. And he said, well, you know, um, there's another garage. Have you tried that one? That sounds a little more like it. And we're like, okay, where, where's, where is it? What, what's that thing? And so we go over to another garage, right, which is, you know, a few blocks away. So we're schlepping there, we're schlepping there, and, it, and it's not there. We're, we're going crazy. We're panicking because it's like it wasn't in the first garage, and now we're going up and down the second garage, not there. My wife is freaking. And then we ask the guys, and we say, well, I don't know, maybe you're in that, that third garage. Mm -hmm. And then we look at each other and say, what freaking third garage? Where does that exist? And, you know, and then you said, well, now that you're, 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 I'm thinking about it, what you told me about seeing all the foliage and the big letter G on everything, uh, we thought the G stood for this, but no, maybe it's G for garage. That's on the, and they're like, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe it's that one. So the guy kindly, while Joyce is standing there talking with the other parking people, the guy takes me in his truck to the third garage, which is actually the garage that is literally a block from the building where I was teaching. And we go in there, <laughs> and we go right in. And now, of course, it's, it's early. It was like 5.30, 6 o'clock at night. Many, many fewer cars than there would have been when, when I first parked there. And, of course, there it is. And it's exactly at that point as I remember it, oh yes, I'm facing out, and there's this overhang, and I'm facing foliage and trees, and it was really, and then and the amazing ironic thing was, it's not like I curled around or was in the back of something or on the fourth floor. It was no, literally, it was the so main floor. But the, so they drove you in the truck. Yeah. You found the car. You actually went with the workers in yes. the truck. Yes. Then they escorted you. Yep. They led they you did. back. They did. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And you follow them. Right. While I spent the time with Jen and Pam chit-chatting. And they were telling me, oh, by the way, this is freshman move-in day. So 20,000 divided by four, about 5,000 students and their families were moving in that day, too. Yes. Yeah. It was massive. It was a cluster. Yes. It was like a town of people. Yeah. And I couldn't find the car on that specific day. Of course. But the blessed people from the parking... Uh, I wrote them a thank you and a yeah. kudos. I call it kudos, but I don't know if people say that, so I just, I wrote to all their supervisors. Yeah. 
But that's that's yeah. the weird thing about one that word. Yeah. I think Jen was one of the people. Yeah. But I just wrote a nice letter to all of them, thanking them both. Yeah. I think it was, um, it was. I think it was Fred and James. Was it Fred? Fred and James, Pam and Jen, I think. Pam and Jen, that sounds right. Sounds like people from the, the show The Office, right? It sounds, but, yeah, yeah. It does, right? But. So, so we found, thanks to them, found the car. <laughs> would have been nice, would have been nice if, like, the first guy we asked on the street said, well, you know, we have a couple of different garages. And I could have told him, well, the one near this particular building, and it's only probably there. And I, I would have found it in like no, 10 said, minutes. No, no, the, you made the mistake. You said it was the garage with a G name. Right. Because you saw a G for ground floor. Yep. And you thought it was the garage G, that had yeah. a G, like Glen that Garage. Too. Yeah. That was the problem. You asked the guy, where's the Glen Garage? You said, I know it's Glen because I saw a G. Right. Later, we found out G is for ground floor. Ground floor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so. I had my Seinfeld that, moment. No, no, and then part two, after your night Oh, that was a, Well, yeah, so this time, this time I know, when, when I come back the next week to teach, I know what garage I'm in. I literally know, I know exactly what garage I'm in. As a matter of fact, I can see from where I parked the front door of the building that I go into to teach. But, of course, the problem with these giant buildings in these places is everything's got doors on all sides that are like front doors. And the garage has doors, you know, different entrances. So Joyce meets me in the, at night when everything looks different. And we go, I say, I know I'm in this garage. There's no question that I'm in this garage. Because I literally, I walked straight up, in, you know, through here, into the building, went up the stairs and talked. This is the garage. So we go in, and I can't find the car. <laughs> separate so i'm talking to my mother it's a beautiful night i'm sitting out i'm watching all the couples go by yeah. all the students you know go to food go to the gym yeah. it's finally cool and my mother said to me please stay on the phone until you find the car because i'm worried that you get lost right well, well yeah but you tell me why it wasn't a simple the only non-simple thing is you can't walk directly from the front door of the building Straight because there's like a big of a gate. You have to go a you little didn't after. You know which gate. part of the building you were when I said I'm in the building that's facing Lithicum. I don't see you. You're like I don't know where I am. Walk through the building. Yeah. And well, like, I, I, I imagine you're the on the, the other side. Yeah. The other. You were. You were yeah. coming out the other entrance, waiting yeah, for me. I was sitting in the little plaza. Yeah. But I was on the other side, facing the garage. I know that. So, we, but we still we go into the garage. I think I know exactly where I am, and we still spend like ten minutes trying to find the car. So this is why I fucking hate driving. I fucking hate parking. <laughs> I hate roundabouts. But you know, but you're very good in the car. And we just got the Subaru um, emergency plan where if we get stuck on oh, the yeah. road, we just got that. Well, that's great. I have AAA. Again. I think no, but Subarus also will do it. Like yeah. Subaru, we just got the cards. Yes. Yeah. I think like for me, Subarus are awesome. Mm, knock wood. Knock wood. Yeah. I mean, I'm being very, 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 very happy. I mean, I can. I, you know what? What the hell? I'll tell that they've been very good so far. Hunt yeah. Valley Subaru. They've um, been great. Uh, and just really good guys to work with. The guy who sold us the car while he was selling us the car, his wife was going into labor, <laughs> and so yeah, thank God he had a healthy, happy, whatever <laughs> child. We 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 birthed a Subaru. He birthed yeah. a, a kid. So Mazel Tov to him. But, yeah, I mean, they still owe us to fix the, um, a little, little something to, oh, yeah, to roll up the window. But they're going to do it. You know, they didn't have the, the book, manual. the manual for the car when we bought it. Two weeks later, the manual came in. They called me. I rang and got it. 
They've been really good. You could ask them about the thing, the poop, 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 poop. I, well, what poop, 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 poop? Because I do poop, all the time. What am I, what, what am I asking them about? Uh, and they were really helpful because the one, the one caveat I had about this car when we, when we were pricing it and buying it looking for is that unlike a lot of the new cars, including another one that I test drove, when, you know, when you turn on the car, you need the GPS, you hit a button, and there's the GPS. With this one, you have to plug your phone in in order to use a GPS system, which is an annoyance, which is, you know, you kind of wish, you kind of wish it was part of the car like the radio. And 90% of the time it works just fine. And then sometimes the GPS just decides not to it's not work. The, it's not the GPS, it's your phone. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's, so I go back to the Subaru people and I say, you know, we were, I was on my way somewhere. And suddenly, no matter what I pressed, no matter what I did, I couldn't get the GPS. Imagine if I were on the road going state to state, not that I ever would, and going through back roads and no GPS. What the hell do I do? Well, first thing is, um, if the GPS is still working on your phone, you know, you, you unplug it from the car and you just use your phone the old way. But I'm like, you know, what's the deal here? And he said, well, you know, do the usual thing. It's like rebooting a computer. Turn off your phone. Turn off the car. Wait 30 seconds. Try again. There's something about, because I, we have droids instead of... Um, uh, Apple and iPhone things. Apparently droids are a little more glitchy. So that sometimes a droid decides, eh, I need, I need to nap for a bit. Sometimes a droid says, I don't really feel like taking you where you, you go yourself. <laughs> and it sort of stops. So you give it a moment, you reboot, and so far that has worked. The, the two times that it conked out on me, uh, you just kind of shut everything off, take two seconds, and load it up again and it's been working fine. But again, when I had that issue, when that happened, you know, I went right to Subaru. I said, you know, this is, I can't have one of the most important things of having this car, any car now, is the ability to have GPS in it. And, his, and he said, well, droids are glitchy, but it, it, it worked. There's nothing wrong with the car. And there's nothing really even wrong with your phone. It's just there's something about droids that occasionally want to want to have a moment right like you know back in your old in the old days you know your computer would just sometimes freeze 10 15 20 25 years ago it was just kind of like get overloaded there was too much ram too much something and it's just like hey eh, stop stop right no you can have all the keys you go ahead go do control alternatively ain't gonna do shit just turn me off turn me off i'll be okay and you do and generally knock wood it is. So that's my Seinfeld car story. So much else to talk about. So much other things. We had, um, let's see, do you want to talk about the, the toilet, the deer, the... I'm um, trying to, I don't know if I should book my, um, if I should book my vaccine with, um, with, um, um, if they'll have it by the ninth. I don't know if they're going to have the, yeah, okay, never mind. I'm waiting. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, oh, the it, plunger? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. So, you know, as I said, the, the previous owners of this house left it in pretty, pretty great condition from top to bottom. I mean, we decided to do some, some painting of the downstairs. Didn't really have to. The paint job was immaculate. We decided to put in new carpeting. Their carpeting was okay. It was good. 
Um, but there was some, you know, some old stains on there and some things where furniture was. We looked at the upstairs and we're like, yeah, let's, let's just go with new carpeting. But that, again, that was our choice. It was really livable the way it was. And certainly in terms of appliances, in terms of so much here that, you know, the, the owners, the owners were the kind of people who not only left all the manuals, but there were notes in the manuals that they wrote to themselves that they left. They this is the page you need. Yeah, right? like they also left like examples when they bought like the filter for the fridge. This, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were just they themselves wanted to keep things nice for them for while they were living here, and then they made sure because we, we, it was like an amicable purchase of the house. Mm -hmm. Like here's all the manuals for stuff, and here's here's some advice on how to use it, and and you know, it's, it's been fabulous. Yeah. The only, you know, the only things that... David, do you want your coffee? I could use a sip. Yeah, Thank you very much. Yeah. No, I can tell when you strain. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I've been, I've been going at it almost an hour, and we got people coming in like five minutes uh -oh, to play the okay, quiz. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm going to mm. go down and make something if you want something. Tell mm. them about Ufti beer. There are five of them in the one mm. who never... Well, no, we're talking food. toilets. Do oh, not... No, oh, no. Do not change the subject when what we're talking toilets. What was the name of the thing? I saved it so you could show it. I saved the... Well, we have the plunger. No, but I saved it. It's called, like, Beeline. You were going to show the video. Oh! Weren't you? I, well, I was going to talk about the video, just in case it was copyrighted. I saved this for you, honey. Here. <laughs> this is great. You this want to great. show the video? We can. Let me see. Because um, we watched you this several the video. times. Yeah. I love the video. I may just play the audio of it. We're, we learned a lot from the video, actually, about plunging. I um, mean, we're both over, we're both middle-aged people. Yeah. And we learned how to properly, finally, how to properly... 58 years old. Yeah, yes, a, yes. Yeah, what do you call that? Evacuated toilet? Because the one thing that they kind of missed the boat on in this house is one of the upstairs bathrooms. They, it felt like a, a mediocre flip that they would have done a, a couple of years back for themselves, making up a new bathroom here. Maybe they only had two, and they wanted a little master bath area or something. But um, they put in a shower, and they didn't really seal it properly for whatever reason. And, and then we used the toilet last week. And, you know, so, and we're dealing with school, and we're dealing with a new car, and we're doing the house and payments and trying to get furniture, and, and God knows health insurance. I mean, just all this swirl of annoyances and activities and paperwork and, and labor and mental stress. And then the toilet blocks up. And, and we make a poo in it. And it's just like, it's not flushing. What do you mean it's not flushing? It's not flushing. So, you know, Joyce is pouring soap down the thing. We get one of these little plastic snaky things. Well, no, we learned that the plunger we used yeah. was supposed to be, if you watch that video, it's a great video. this is a really public help. The plunger that you have in your bathroom that's flat is for the sink. It's for the sink. The it's one with the, the, the red. It's not for the toilet. The classic looking that's plunger terrible. is for the sink. Why yes. didn't anyone tell us that? I don't know. I feel like I was mis misled. Because I always used to go into hardware stores yeah. when I would look for plungers and I, I, I see these big black ones, these black rubber ones with the cones and then the, the smaller circle in the bigger circle. And I look at this, I don't want that. I just want a freaking you know, red plunger. Turns out I was looking for the wrong one. I know. You I need know. the plunger that yeah. looks like this to really go in there and suck up the poops and, and get them out of there. And what can I tell you? Between the soap being poured down, the, the mashing with the snaky thing. You should show the video. It's very, it's very oh, helpful. I got to find the, um, well, it's, it's the 
the Corky Beehive Max Toilet Plunger with, with an Easy Store Caddy, which we picked up at Home Depot. And for whatever reason, or a combination of all three, I don't care how it all got resolved. But, you know, crisis averted, didn't have to call the plumbers back. We got the poops to flush. So maybe while I'm inviting the people in uh, to play the game, I can I show the, the Corky Plunger how-to video. I think you should. Corky Beehive Plunger. Because, you know, just for funsies, I kept watching this video over and over and over. Was this the one? Um, I don't think so. It was like a three-minute video about how to plunge a toilet. And I loved every second of it. Where is it? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I will share my screen if I can. Uh, this is probably it. Hello? Oh I, oh, I can watch it on YouTube. So I may... Come on. Come on. And where's my share screen? Uh, Hello. Today we're going to be showing you how to correctly plunge a toilet. To start, we need to make sure you're using the correct plunger. A common mistake people make is assuming that this plunger is used for toilets. Oh, it, it's not. When it really, is it should not. be used to unclog sinks. Yeah. You can see by the wide flat hole on the plunger that and this like was designed for hole. a sink and not a toilet. Not a toilet. The correct toilet plungers have a smaller, more pliable opening that allows kind of like to create anus. a seal around the toilet hole. Older toilets have a round toilet outlet that a standard toilet plunger will work great for. A majority of newer toilets, however, have an elongated outlet that requires a flexible plunger to get a good seal to effectively plunge. Like Due to the pliability of the rubber, the beehive makes a tight seal on yeah. a toilet hole. Go in and there the and larger get it. size allows for more pressure with less effort, making it the most powerful plunger on the market. Once you have the necessary plunger, Begin by inserting your plunger at a 45 degree angle to allow notice? water to enter into the plunger head. This is important because it prevents splashing, as well as preventing water from overflowing when the toilet bowl is full. Next, tilt the plunger to an upright angle in order to seal the plunger to the bowl outlet and begin the push-pull movements to unclog the trapway. Even though most people look, think look the, the power is in the push, it is really in the pull there movement. It is. Look at it. For the most effective and clear plunge, it is best to pulse. You want to push and pull without breaking the seal of the plunger to the hole. Once the said. toilet is unclogged, proceed by flushing the toilet to make sure the trapway is cleared. Now that you have all the knowledge, happy plunging! Yeah! Thank you, Corky. Thank you so much, Corky. Let me just, let's just kill. I don't want to see him right now. Okay, back to this. And now let, let's let. Hey, where are my people? Where are they? Three participants trying to get in the neighborhood. Yay. Now I gotta. Hello. Here they are. Admit. And I'm going to admit. And of course, we're waiting for Leslie. I'm hoping she's going to be here too. And we've got Vicky Quaggy coming into the neighborhood. Hello, Vicky. Good morning. Unmute. Unmute your little Mikey. There we go. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? We are nice doing to see you. Nice to see you too. Is that a picture? Or are you? Yeah, of course, it's a picture. You're not outside. <laughs> Not outside. It's a picture. <laughs> just think of beautiful foliage. Look at the shirt on Ronald Rand. Oh, I know. Very nice. 
Yeah, I was trying to uh, emulate you a little bit. So I wanted to have a little color today. No, I, actually, I like that shirt a whole lot. And by the way, oh, 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 um, I have to thank, see, Vicki, we, we love your presence. We, we love having you in the neighborhood a lot of weeks now, now and again. And we're very proud and honored that you join us to play the game. But Ron, Ron, <laughs> who's only been on like two or three times, he sent me a present. <laughs> housewarming gift. Hun, could you, could you kindly? Oh yeah, I like the part too. I can't. Oh, yeah, show both. Show both. It's beautiful. This is. This is what. I wrong. wish you could do more stuff for us. Well, you. Yeah, we can commission it. Look, first of all, he sent us this lovely housewarming gift. Um, yeah, that's a card by Tim Stevenson, a very famous a painter of the South. He's a, a what's called a Dutch master, and he's a dear friend. Nice. Well, give that man a cigar. Like Rembrandt. Well, it says Rembrandt with stained glass. Is, yeah, it's is yeah, it's a Rembrandt in there. And Tim, he paints a lot of famous uh, paintings and, and does extraordinary art. But you can find him, Tim Stevenson, online. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful person. And, you know, he does stained glass. I do stained underwear. It's kind of the same thing. But <laughs> Ro Ronald himself is okay. something, which I did not know, is something of an artist as well as an actor. And he sent me this beautiful... Um, is this Jerusalem? Is that the... Um... Uh, no, actually, that's the uh, palace uh, in the middle of the lake in Jaipur, India. Oh! Um, so that, that stone comes from India. And it's pretty amazing because um, when you're in Jaipur, you, you visit the incredible Amir Fortress up above. But when you pass the uh, lake, uh, you see this incredible palace in the middle of the lake. And uh, it's a, an incredible story because they actually took all the water out of the lake and built the palace and put the water back in. So okay. it's pretty incredible. That's uh, a little counter. Yeah, so that's from the pink water. city in <laughs> India. We drained the river and then we put the river back. Why not? <laughs> and for no good reason either. But it's a beautiful thank you. It's a painted rock in case yes. you can get that. That's, yes, it's, painted. it's a painted rock. Yes, I've painted on hundreds and hundreds of rocks, feathers. Um, actually, um, all types of things I find on the ground from my 26 countries I've traveled to and, uh, and shells. I mean, here's one right now. When I was in the Cayman Islands, I painted a, a turtle. Oh, he's oh, so cute. The turtle on it. So yes, I, I, I never know. This one is another stone that I did. You see, oh, of, of, the, of the sea turtle. Well, that's the turtle. The other one was Yeah, but, but then I also paint on shells, too. So this is a mountain range in the middle of a shell. You see, that's a shell. Wow. So I love to paint on different surfaces, and I never know. But sometimes I even paint on, on pottery, too. So this was uh, over in, in Turkey as well when I was there. So I, I have fun painting on surfaces as well as canvas and paper and cardboard and everything like that. So well, Ron, I, you know, what I'm thinking of doing is if I put like googly eyes on this, this can be like a gay pet rock. I would love <laughs> that. I think that would be the best thing ever. <laughs> or maybe not. But thank you. Thank you. Really, really thank You're you. You're very welcome. You're anyway, very welcome. Yes. Now, we are here. Uh, and have you both had a good – are you having a, a, a special or a good – Holiday weekend, Vicky. Are you doing extra shows or or? No, no, no. Uh, but we do have some. I, I expected that once the tourists came into the city, we would start to get some ticket sales. And yes, oh, uh, yeah. So I've already noticed a few, you know, little ticking up of. Uh, yeah, of but are you doing? Are you doing late night catechism and eighth grade nun this weekend? Are you? Are you no, doing... no. It's Bible bingo. So Bible um, bingo. <laughs> right. So after the month of September, I reopened. Um, 
why it's going to continue with late night catechism and then we reopen with with, with bible bingo so. Well, great. And Ronald, are you? What's your acting stuff right now, or writing? Well, stuff? I've got a big book event coming up for Solo Transformation on stage, September nineteenth at the Drama Bookshop, oh, uh, nice. Monday at five thirty. Uh, so uh, I'm hoping that Anita Hollander will be joining us, and uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that Steve Lang may even come. Stephen Lang may even show up. Who knows? Oh, nice. so, nice. Very exciting. Yes. Now, if people, you, so people can go there, buy the book, and have you sign it, kind of thing. Yeah, I'm going to do an in-house uh, reading from the book and a signing, and but they have to RSV the drama bookshop to get there. Really? Uh, yes, oh, because reservations are important because of the size of the drama bookshop on 39th Street, and it's limited. So it's just RSV uh, drama bookshop, but you can go online to the drama bookshop and 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 see the website there and everything, and uh, it's listed and everything as well. Well, check it out. It's Ronald Rand, uh, Solo Transformations. On Moment stage. That's on right. Stage. Yes. So, now, joining us momentarily, hopefully, <laughs> she's trying to, she's there, is yes. our friend Leslie Hoban-Blake. She I is here. Know. Come on, Leslie. Come on. We're, we have to beam you in. Come on. <laughs> we can We're do it. Play the game, the Today, Yesterday trivia quiz. Maybe While sure. Leslie's coming in, let me remind everybody the rules of the quiz. Yeah. We'll have, again, it's a shorter one because I've been kind of busy this week. So we'll have six questions, you know, so each two rounds where every contestant gets a question and then we have a tiebreaker as well. Each question is worth two points and it has to do with history in the sense of things that happened on September 3rd in history. <laughs> and Leslie Hoban Blake, basically on time almost. Ooh. Leslie. Looking good. I like the I like the Veronica Lake. She got a new haircut, Leslie. Yeah, I love it. Uh, audio. Can't hear you. There you go. Audio, Leslie. She's fine. You can invite her. You can invite her here. Oh, you. There you go. Wait, she almost had it. You there she always is. notice. You you are so sweet, Vicky. To always notice. I love your background. <laughs> It is so green and verdant. It I mean, is. it's wonderful. But we're all picking on the garden. I, I picked my basil yesterday, and I'm making... Oh, oh. I, picked my, I picked horseradish. Uh, yeah. And I made I made basil with... Uh, I made uh, pesto with the horseradish leaves. Oh, my God. Wow. So, and I Are picked my nose the same. Is that very spicy? You know, it's less than you think. It's kind of mild. I actually had to put in some of the horseradish. Uh -huh. What is the horseradish, right? <laughs> so, Vicki, I have a question. I know I shouldn't even ask this on the air, but I've got to know. Do you also grow mint? I want I to. I have mint. I have mint on uh, outside. Yeah. How do you maintain it so that it doesn't I contain it. overgrow everything? And how do you keep it? Do you have to water it a lot? Well, no, no, no. All, I'm on a deck, so the only thing that's in a garden is that horseradish. So got we it. put that outside. Otherwise, everything's in pots. So, so it doesn't, it's, it's, yeah. yes, and the mint is in a pot. And then I just pluck it, you know, I pull it when I want to use it for something. I also dry a lot of that stuff at the end of the season. And, I, and then what do you do with it? I, I pulverize it in my little mortar and pestle, and then I keep it in old pill jars that I but have. But you have, I mean, do, do you have enough to, does it, does it last a whole season? Oh, yeah, yeah, it'll last. You know, I cook with it and people it's say, oh, this is good. And I said, yes, time from last year. That's amazing. You know. That's really fabulous. Yeah, me, I like that. And then the following year, does it automatically come back or do you have to rebuy mint and basil and thyme? If and you bring it in, like I brought in my oregano um, last year and I put it out this year and it's gorgeous. Oh, so. that's the one I love the most. That's the one I use the most is oregano. Oregano, yeah. really? Oh, okay. Huh. 
Now you can dry it. You know, you just you can grow it inside. I mean, at the end, well, I buy it dried. I don't need it. Yeah. You can grow. I it. have little pot, I have little tiny pots of things that you you know I have little and I, they never grow. That they they say they will grow in the window box. Blah blah blah. But they never grow. So Leslie, good how morning, are you? Ron, you, you good swear? morning, Ron Rand. I see you too. <laughs> nice to see you too. <laughs> so Leslie, how is your family? Are you hung with? Your- oh, fantastic! I think I sent you pictures. Did I not? I think you did. Forget I think you said my remember. son looks like Michael. Yeah, I think you said my son looks like Michael Stolberg. Which now that you said it, he does. I he never did, but now he does. Right. right yeah. And in yeah, my head, now that you said it. Also, I thought. Um, yes. Well, once she let her. Hair, I mean, she always wore her hair very short, but now that she's all gray, she definitely looks like they both letting themselves go gray. His hair won't turn gray, but his beard is white. So you know. I'm getting there. It's amazing. I'm getting there. So, I'm embarrassed uh, to walk on the street with them. I tell everybody they're my parents, you know. <laughs> Man. Well, welcome all of you on this Labor Day weekend to Dave's Gone By Live on the Saturday, September 3rd, 2022, where we are about to play. Are you all ready to play a somewhat shortened version like we did last time of the Today, Yesterday? Was that Joyce? Was that cackle coming from Joyce? Of course it was, yes. Good, good morning, Joyce. What a cackle. Wow. <laughs> Version. Yeah, and and well, and also because Vicky is here, and, and of course Vicky, you do shows about cackling. Oh. It got frozen. Yes, that's right. So. Well, are we from Rat Ronald? Come back, Dave. Come back. You're, you're, we're here. Oh, we, we're here. We see you. I see. Oh, he froze. Yeah, no. you froze for a minute, Dave. Oh, really? No, no not on. Not for oh. me. He I, I mean, definitely I, froze. He definitely yeah. froze. Oh, yep. Yeah. It's the cackling that they did. It was that nasty joke. Yeah. It wasn't nasty at all. Nothing nasty. Nothing nasty at all. We're going to get on with our very, very nice first, well, not even before the first question, I forgot. Um, so, Ronald, since you are still kind of our newbie, if you yes, were, I if am. could you kindly pick a number between one and six and tell me what it is? Uh, two. Ronald squeezing out a number two. Oh, Vicky, please. What I'll number? Four. I'll do four. Vicky with four. And Leslie, wait, Leslie. Two, four, six, eight. No, I want two. I mean, I want six. I'm sorry. <laughs> two, four, six. six yeah. We don't have any eight. <laughs> we don't have any eight. Well, uh, have eight. All right. Let's let me roll the die if I can find where I got the die roll thing. I let's stop that. I'm going to. I don't want that. I love your shirt, David. Well, the, wait, 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 this is an octopus shirt. Because we have. Do you want to see a video of a baby oh, octopus? Sure. <laughs> if I share my screen, can that. they see a video of a baby? I'm going to share my screen. Yes. Wait, how did I? I well, have you seen my octopus teacher? Oh, oh, oh. I'd like so that until the octopus dies and have, has its Great leg movie. get off. He killed. He let it die. The- this savage. Yeah. I, excuse me, I still eat calamari, but it was a wonderful film. <laughs> it is a wonderful film, but my God, it's like, yes, the octopus life cycle, where I'm just going to let it be carried off by the shark. It's like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> and, you know, um, she was she was at the very end. I don't think calamari is yeah. octopus, is it? No. But this is what? the cutest thing ever. I think, I, I think I, it's Is calamari octopus? I don't think yes. so. It's squid. Yeah. Yes, it is. Like calamari is squid, isn't it? Or, oh, squid. Well, squid is a baby. Isn't a squid a variation of an octopus? Aren't they the same family? So. Uh, no? I don't think so. Non-vertebrates? They I swim in the same ocean, though. Yes. 
Okay. Let's see if I can still find it. Okay. Okay, you're not going to believe this. This is the most adorable, <laughs> incredible thing you've ever seen in your life. Okay. I'm going to share my screen. This is it's uh, just like Ron in, on my screen. It just came this no is. Offense. Yes, it was a it was a close up on you, dear. That's what. Oh, oh look at this! Oh look! Wow! Yeah. Yeah. Look at oh that! Oh my god! Oh yeah. my gosh! Look at him! Wow! Where did you get that from? Twitter's. Twitter. Where else? But look, he's like, whew, whew. He he's crawling like that guy's like a baby, baby little octopus. He's like, yeah. oh, that was a tough crawl. Woo! Wow. <sighs> That's gonna grow up to be a, a full size scary octopus. Well, yes. they're not scary, and they're not even very big. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm measuring twenty thousand legs under the sea. Big. Yes. Wasn't that worth seeing, ladies and gentlemen? Full size octopus on a giant hand. That's what they don't tell you. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So with that, that, that kind of way, wasn't that worth the thing we're waking up for? Wasn't it? Nice. See, you're like ten o'clock in the morning. For, yes. You've got to sleep. Baby, baby octopus. Oh, okay. So we have, oh, I'm going to roll the die now. I'm going to roll the die. And the die comes up a number four. Somebody has four. Picky. I do. Have number four. So do you want to go first, second, or third? First. Ooh, Vicky. Brave Vicky. Brave Vicky. And this time the die comes up number two. So, Ron, would you rather go second or third? A second is good. I wonder where I should go then. Where do you think I should go? <laughs> what? It's a hard guess, yes. Uh, let me see. First, second. I think I'll go third. Okay. So here's the deal, though. Vicky, that means you get the first question, which tends to be from, like, a very long time ago. Okay. And it is. This was September 3rd of the wonderful year 301. Wow. Yeah. Is that AC or BC? <laughs> <laughs> AD. AD or, or AD. BC? AD. There we go. Founded today is the Republic of San Marino, a 25 square mile independent country next door to Italy. Which of these is false about San Marino? Okay. A. The UN has listed it as, quote, the least visited country in Europe. B. It was neutral during World War II. C, in 2020, San Marino had the lowest death rate from COVID per capita of any country in the world. Or D, Abraham Lincoln was made an honorary citizen. Oh, um, one of those is false. Only one of those was false. All right. What was the one about World War II? Um, is it true or false that San Marino was neutral during World War II? I'm going to say that's false. So I'm going to say that is not the correct one. Just to guess. My, don't have my instrument, but I do have my magic bell. Oh, Ooh. good. Oh, okay. cool. I like the bell. I like bell. that, yeah. I yeah. like the bell. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, make, make the bell the new thing. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, I will. The bell is a new thing. Uh, but the, the old thing is that it's not the right answer. So sorry, oh. Vicky. I've got to roll the die again. It's all right. Okay. It was a guess. It was a, a good, good guess. guess. And hello. Can I roll again? Thank you very much. Oh, uh, Ron, four. Okay. It's Can you say question. them again? The question. So here's the deal. Which yeah. of these is false, false about the country of San Marino? Mm -hmm. A, 
The UN has listed it as, quote, the least visited country in Europe. See, in 2020, <laughs> San Marino had the lowest death rate from COVID per capita of any country in the world. That's because nobody visited. <laughs> right, exactly. Or, the scientists should look into that, you know? Yes. Or the Abraham Lincoln was made an honorary citizen. I think it's the first one you said. The UN, so you're saying it's false that the UN has it listed as, quote, the least visited country in Europe. Yes. Is that your final answer? Final answer. Well, the the goddess of wrong answers is visiting you because <laughs> correct. Um, Leslie, you can put. Oh what did he? What did? What was the one that you guessed, Ron? Oh I missed. My goodness. That's um, he guessed A, but oh, a okay. I want to know the per capita uh, 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 population. That's not part of the question. <laughs> no, but it's part of I. But it's I want to know. Yeah. Discerning minds want to know. I know. Did you tell them about the platypus, the beaver? Well, oh no! Did we have, have a picture of a platypus crawling on someone's hand. Also, <laughs> no, we, we have we have uh, at our house outside. Apparently, I spotted a beaver, and she was really cute. And then I saw an actual animal walking by. But you know, um, ow, 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 ow. No, but we we. I, Joyce wouldn't believe me. She's, uh, you know, because I'm looking, what the hell? I see this shape around dusk moving down the back of the yard, of the backyard. And so it's, it's a stray cat. Right? I'm like, it didn't look like a cat to me. And I was like, what the hell is this? It's like a muskrat. It wasn't a raccoon. So I'm thinking, what on earth is it? And then we're out there with, you know, people were trying to get to tend our lawn because we have to hire a gardener and a landscaper. And while we're there, this, this this creature starts moving back there. And I was like, oh my God, we have a beaver. And I was like, yes, you were born with it. And she says, no, we have an actual actual animal beaver there. And and so apparently somewhere we, we, we've got a beaver. Okay. That's well, let's, now, do you want to go for two points? And, and, and a dam to go with it or just? Oh. <laughs> yes, indeed. Okay, so, I'm supposed to. I'm, I'm supposed to guess, right? It's my turn. I <laughs> yeah. didn't know if we were finished with the beaver jokes. Okay, um, so my choices are the least COVID or Abraham Lincoln. Um, well, this is false. Since it was not the least visited, according to, um, I'm going to say that it's false that it had that Abraham. Oh, that you know. It's probably Abraham Lincoln is true is is the problem um, because well San Marino's been around a long time they would have known who he was uh, I'm gonna say they had uh, Abraham Lincoln D Abraham no wait no, no wait wait I'm doing it wrong again wait, I'm doing it wrong again C is C is false so you're saying C that is not yeah. true they had the lowest death rate of COVID per capita yeah. in in 2020. Finally. Well, you wouldn't tell me the per capita rate, so I don't know, but go ahead. I don't even know what per capita means. But it's per, shouldn't they say per person or something or per whatever? Per, per capita means per head, by head. It's it's oh, the yeah. Latin per head. Oh, yes, yeah. by head. It's a head count. Well, oh capita, my capita. Leslie Hoban, Blake, you just got yourself two points. Oh, boy. Okay. Because not only is it false that um, in, San, in 2020, San Marino had the highest Oh. Whoa! Really? From COVID of any wow. country in the world. Wow! Whoa! Whoa. I was going to say I wanted to go there, but now yeah. I don't. 
Ron, that is the gorgeous shirt. You know, I, I, I it, did you paint it yourself? Uh, oh yes, I tried to. It's very pretty. I got it. No, in South Africa when I was performing very, in, in Johannesburg. Thank you. Quite nice design. Thank you. Nice so much. Why does your screen say Ranjay? Is that your East Indian name? What, no, what that's my it? artist name. Oh, and that's what I use okay. when I paint. I've been painting okay. my whole life. You so didn't I... have room for that on my little rock. It just says Ron on my little rock. Oh, the rock is literally that big. So I showed it before. I'm not going to show it again. <laughs> so our next question, though, goes to Ronald. And Ronald, this is, this is gonna be my favorite question of the day. Okay. Got a great long answer, but we'll get to that. So sure. here's the deal. Okay, you ready for, ready for a question? I'm ready. Is it gonna yes. be three things? No, no, this is not three clues in the news. Oh, okay. No, okay. You're saving that one for me. Okay, all right. <laughs> Actually, I think I am, yeah. There we go. Sweet. <laughs> the year was 1777. Fought today in Delaware is the Battle of Cooch's Bridge. Apocryphally, the first time the Stars and Stripes was displayed in the Revolutionary War. Or in the cooch, yes, go ahead. Wow, really? Speaking of cooches, which of these is false about vaginas? A, yeah, well, yeah. Excuse me, what? Yes, which of these? <laughs> the way his mind works. It went from Delaware spirals. to where? Yes, it's... It spirals. <laughs> well, it kind of does, if you think. All right, here we go. Which of these is false? about vaginas. A, not only does the JJ have a G spot, it has an A spot that sits further back in the cervix. B, a clitoris has roughly twice as many nerve endings as a penis. C, in 2014, science fiction writer Connie Willis published a book of short stories, including one called The Portal, about a 60-year-old woman whose vagina would bleed every time a serial killer stabbed a new victim. Oh. <laughs> I was smiling because I thought something lovely was going to happen to this poor old lady. Oh, my goodness. All right. That's a real serious one. Okay. Or D, in 1946, Walt Disney produced an animated short film called The Story of Menstruation. <laughs> one of these is false. Well, I'd have to guess, but I, I would have to say it's D. Um, I can't imagine Walt Disney doing that, but maybe he did, but I can't imagine that. So D is false. That is not true I, or non-true item about vagina. Is that your final There you go. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, Ron, no offense, but you're such a pussy. That is not the correct answer. Okay, he did. You okay. find it on YouTube. I, I don't believe that Walt Disney ad admitted to the existence of a vagina even before he was frozen. <laughs> you know what? It's it's parts of it are pretty. I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but parts of it are like, oh, it's, and other parts just like this was really progressive for 1946. I would yeah, say so. Yeah. Very uh, in, in a cool. You you'd be shocked in a, in, yeah. in kind of a good way. The way the, in the it was something that actually would help little girls. It was a health film oh. animated produced by Disney Studios called wow. The Story of Menstruation. Yeah. But we got our sex talk from the nuns. So <laughs> you can God. imagine that. Oh, dear God. Did they well, tell you it didn't exist? It never happened? It was the well, blood of Christ. We tried to be clinical. Uh -huh. <laughs> it well, was the you, blood you... of Christ or something? 
Actually, if you think about it, the, the Disney company then put out another film about sex toys, if you all remember Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. But anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, all right, let's get back to the question. Okay. Now, now that one I would have gotten, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I rolled the die. It came up number one. I rolled the die again. It comes up number three. I rolled the die again. It comes up Leslie. Uh -huh. Ah, Leslie. Okay. Okay, so we're done with Walt Disney. He's not here anymore. <laughs> so we have the G and the A. Um, I know about the G. I found my G. I don't know anything about the A. Good to know, Leslie. Maybe, okay. maybe I do, and I just didn't know that's what it was because mm -hmm. I didn't know it had a name. Um, I believe the. I think B is true. And. Tell me what C was again, the one with the... the yeah, oh, that's a killer. Oh, the killer. Oh, the, nun, oh, the killer. Nun. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The nun, the, the vagina that was in sync with the killer. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, false. I'm going to go with um, A. I'm going to go with A. You're going to say it is not true that yeah. not only does the vagina have a G spot, it has an A spot. That's a, you're saying that is not true. Well, now you're going to tell me there's a V and a J spot, too, you know, while you're, you're at it. I, I, oh, yeah, I'm going yes. to say that. I'm going to say that. And you know what it is? No man has ever been big enough to find it. That's the problem. It's in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to pay taxes. Right. <laughs> okay. um, well, I'd love to give you an A for your answer. Uh, no, that's an F. I'm afraid that, that is not the correct answer. You know, apparently, who knew? Something who, else that men can't find. Something ah. else that men can't find. Okay, all right. Yeah. You know, Vicky. All right, I'm going to say that the that the clitoris has more than double the sensitivity uh, of a penis. So I'm going to say that's false. Is that your final answer? Yes. Well, yeah. I hate to be insensitive, but I have stumped. The oh, it's, oh, the, it's the horrible. Um, yeah, I made that up. It sounded so horrible. It sounded horrible. <laughs> it's a horrible story. I thought, well, it could be true. Guys, there's more. This is why this is my favorite of the thing. So, Colin Willis, I know I, she lived in Colorado where we lived. I knew her. We'd see her at Starbucks all the time. Short story writer. She never wrote that. I made that stuff up. However, however. She writes science fiction. A yeah, she does write science fiction. Mystery but, kind yeah. of stuff. Oh. There is. A book written in 2015, published in 2015, called The Haunted Vagina by Carlton Mellick III. This is the description from Amazon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Steve is madly in love with his eccentric girlfriend, Stacy. Unfortunately, their sex life is suffering because Steve hears odd noises coming from Stacy's pubic. <laughs> From Stacy's pubic region. Oh, this, is Amazon. this is on Amazon. I'm telling you. She says her vagina is haunted, but she doesn't think it's a big deal. You can't even read it. <laughs> is he coming by us again? Tell him to get away. <laughs> when a living corpse climbs out of her during an awkward, <laughs> during an awkward night of sex. It's getting worse and worse. Yes. Oh. Stacy learns that her vagina is actually a doorway to another world. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, the bestseller, for sure. Yeah. And you didn't use that as an example? I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah. 
I'm, it sounds like a South Park cartoon. It actually sounds like a South Park cartoon. Exactly. This is an actual of, book. I'm going to. I'm going to find this on Amazon. So that's the new no, film that Disney's making. Huh? I, I mean, it's bad. Okay. I would have thought that Philip K. Dick wrote the one about the the, the vagina it's bleeding. Pretty, with pretty, the, pretty, the pretty no, I'm going to share this with you. Oh, it's just to be... prove <laughs> that this is something that I could not make up. Here we go. Here we go. I, I believe and, you made it up. Yes. You, no one can believe it. I, as they say, truth is stranger. Here we go. Here's Amazon. <laughs> oh, not, I'm sorry. I, I shared my. I shared the wrong thing. I shared the. Okay. okay. That's all right. Seventy-five songs. Um, <laughs> where Where is it? Where Where's my? Well, we believe you, Dave. Be careful what you, you share. Yes, oh, there it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. There it is. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Okay. Look at that. Well, there he you go. She looks a little haunted. She doesn't They'll put anything out there. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> as I said, when a living corpse... She persuades, wait, she persuades Steve to climb inside of her to uh -huh. explore this strange new place. But, but once inside, inside, he finds it difficult to return. Oh, Lord. Especially when he, when he meets an oddly attractive woman. I don't believe this. <laughs> Who lives in the lonely, haunted world between Stacy's legs. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, oh, come on. There's got to be more here. Come on. Wait, wait. It is a strange and surprisingly touching love story. Come on. <laughs> That's right. It's a love Deliberately story. Deliberately asinine, but with subtle humor. <laughs> this is real. And ladies and gentlemen, this is not, believe it or not, this is not even the best part. The I best part is Amazon, yeah. of course, recommends books that if you like this book, you might like so if you like the haunted vagina, oh, Lord. you're probably going to want to read or frequently bought together. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Ass goblins. Not what? just that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it just, it just gets worse and worse. Oh, that's terrible. Ass oh, goblins okay. of Auschwitz oh, by Cameron Pierce. meets Nazi exploitation. Terrible. Yes. In a land where black snow falls in the shape of swastikas, you oh, know you're oh. off to something, something quite extraordinary. Okay. Yeah, um, it's pretty it's scary, I tell you. Well, I've had my laugh for the day. I'm going to leave now for other <laughs> Yeah. It won't get bigger than that. There's no question. On the Today no Today Quiz, to okay. match Ask Goblins of Auschwitz. No, uh, I'm no there probably will be a better that's one. Really, <laughs> that's really got to be it. <laughs> that could be your trick-or-treat gift, right? Pretty, <laughs> Anyone who comes to the door. I'm making my vaccine. Right. Cool. What day? Sorry. Saturday. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a, we have a question now for Leslie. Leslie. Now, Leslie, you're already on the board with two points. Yes, if you get this I have two right, points. You will have four points. So, are you ready? Here we go. But guess what, Leslie? It's a, it's it's the one I don't like. Yeah, it's the one you don't like. There's three <laughs> clues in the news, which means I'm going to read three words that are not connected to each other, but they are individually connected to the word that you're looking for, related to something that happened in the news. Do you okay. really have an, a carton of 184 potatoes? 184. We have many. How many? We, How we have, many do you have? In, in my parents' house, uh, we have boxes of about four hundred and. Oh, okay. I, I I I can't I can't even compute that high. It has, I was thinking that that was too okay. 
No, it really. It, right. What made you say 184? I don't know. It was the number that came to mind. I mean, actually, <laughs> what, what's really lovely is the place that I used to work. Um, they've got about 70 of them still positioned to remember me by all around all around the office. I'm, I'm very. <laughs> That's in the school. The school did that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we're away from the actual the technical department of the school. And they're going to start putting faces on them. Make well, them they have faces. Plush potatoes. They're, they look like this. Hold on. Uh, oh, that's right. They have. Oh my goodness. They like this potato. Had to ask. Wow. They had to go and make him do that. That's right. Well, I little did I know. Oh, oh, there oh yes, there we go. Oh. Yes, they did. Isn't he adorable? He's wearing white after she. Wow. She's wearing white after. After, after Labor Day. Well, no, before Labor Day. Labor yeah. Day isn't here yet, so. <laughs> so you can still wear white sneakers. It's true. It's, and, and, and it's a grand finish. So there's 184 of those. Yeah. No, <laughs> 400 is like, He has 400. 400. Now that I can't buy them anymore because we have to save our money to buy furniture and stuff, they're all over eBay now. Now is that, that's everybody's selling these potatoes for a ridiculous price because I made them rare. Because I bought What they did was they went, Dave's. Dave's got to buy these now. Dave's got to get new ones. That's Quick, right. put them up. Yeah. <laughs> there's a whole network that knows Raise about the you. Price. <laughs> so here's the deal, um, Leslie. 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 I'm just trying to do Take anything to keep this question, question from being asked. You know. <laughs> but I have a question for you, Leslie. Three clues in the news. Remember, connected to a word. Word connected. Right. To right, right. The word or the, your three clues are. <laughs> yes. Give me the word. Go ahead. Do that. <laughs> Girls, Greek, line. Well, I got one word stuck in my head, so I'm going to go with it. It works with two of them. Dancing. D-A-N-C-I-N-G. Hmm. That's a pretty good... Is that your final answer? Well, it works with two out of three. It might even work with Greek. I'm not sure. But it's dancing. All right. Dancing. dancing. Yeah, dancing. I got to say, that, that is a, a terrific answer. It's not the correct answer, so... <laughs> can't go with that. But if it works, then I get to have a half a point now. Half a point. <laughs> sorry, one, sorry one, Dr. Sue. One, sorry, one Dr. Sue. Yeah. So, great guess, Leslie, but it is not the correct guess. We're going to okay. roll the, the die again, and it comes up. It came up a six again. That's not right. Came up a one. Let's bring that again. Came up a six again. We're going to roll again. Come on. Hello. Oh. It wants me to get it right. Well, it wants Ronald maybe to get it right. Oh, my goodness. No. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm completely stumped, but I'll, I'll say the word fruit. 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 <laughs> I have no yeah. idea. The, word, the words are girls, uh -huh. Greek, Greek, line, mm. and Ronald's answer That's is hard. fruit. That's a hard one. <laughs> yes. Well, it's Monty Python's flying citrus. That is not, I'm afraid, <laughs> correct answer to... Well, I was close. Close. No. Hey, yourselves about this one, but not at all. <laughs> okay, line Greek girls. Okay, geez, um, girls. I'm thinking girls' night out. A uh, Greek restaurant. Greek um, sorority. Um, girl sorority. 
uh, college of girls, girls drinking out, girls dancing with fruit. Yes, dancing with fruit. That's most probably um, uh, Greek, <laughs> Greek uh, chicken girls, chicken girls, <laughs> chicken line. Uh, Greek, um, Greek, Greek yeah. island, girl island, island line, or Greek, Greek. Oh my lord! Now you see how I ended up with fruit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're way overthinking it. Oh, okay. We're overthinking it. Linemen, Greekmen, Roman, girlsmen, linemen, line, line dancing, line standing online. Uh, um, Greek, Greek spread, Greek, Greek spread, yogurt, girl <laughs> yogurt, show. Uh, Wine yogurt, Greek, um, there's the man who comes up with the JJ. Um, yeah, so, so, uh, so we're overthinking it, overthinking it, girls, girls, girls clothes, girls. I have a girl. <laughs> I have a girl. It's I've dark. dated Greek people. Um, <laughs> I've stood online. Uh, <laughs> the answer is Vicky. <laughs> okay, well there you go. You got uh, it. Uh, Greek, 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 Greek. Boy, oh my goodness! It it's a tough so one. Simple. I know it's probably really simple. Yeah. Um, and then tell what was in the news? Your know, Gorbachev died. Um, Biden came on and talked about, you know, fighting against terrorism and um, and also MAGA people. <laughs> right. Who died? I'm thinking who died. Um, I don't know. Greek. All right. I'm just. Gonna, I don't know. I don't know. It's so bad. I have no idea. Line lineman. I'm just gonna say man because it's man. long. <laughs> Final answer. Yeah. Sure. Here's a hint. We got man, oh man, that is not the correct okay. answer, by the way. But Joyce has a hint. I don't think that helps, but um, that doesn't help at all. No. Everybody sing. Hysteria. <laughs> you sing now too. Everybody sing together. The fact that you are all theaters. Yeah. Chorus. Oh. Chorus. Oh. Greek chorus. Oh. Chorus girls. Oh. Chorus wow. girls. Greek chorus. Oh, and of yes. course, a chorus okay. line. Yeah. When she said sorority, I thought she was onto something. <laughs> you know. Chorus. No, and also, why, unfortunately, of course, Bobby Lapone. Bobby Lapone died, Bobby who was a lovely, lovely, lovely yes. man. Just Beautiful a darling person. person. Yeah. So, and, and Patty's brother. So, yeah. He, he passed yeah, but a person in his own right. You know, it's so sad that it all that they all start with Patty LuPone's brother dies. You know, screw mm. that. Yeah, no, different way. One of the best obituaries I ever read in the New York Times, I believe, was of a man whose sister, I think, uh, was known for sewing uh, ballet slippers. She was known. It ninety percent of the obit. Was about his about sister. her. Wow! <laughs> what did this guy do? <laughs> nothing. nothing. That's the problem. He did nothing. So they went and found something they could write about. Come on. He bought the ballet slippers. Yeah. Right. Well, anyway, everything is beautiful at the ballet. That's from <laughs> that's from some Broadway show. I don't remember which. But ladies and gentlemen, show, yeah. we're into round two of our today yesterday quiz featuring. This is our final round. 
Yes, this particular yes. time. Until I have a little more time in my week. We're, we're all- Leslie's <laughs> winning. Yes, in that case, with my two points, I'm winning, right? Yes, you <laughs> are. Leslie's on top with two points, but everything can change as we move into round two, which starts with Vicky Quaggy getting this question. Okay. The year was 1812. Oh, Jesus. The Hall and Gamble Company opened the, yeah, opened the world's first cannery which supplies food to the Royal Navy. Speaking of canneries, make me think of Cannery Row. So, which of these is false about John Steinbeck? Oh, okay. A, he hated yellow pencils and wrote only with black ones. B, half of the first draft of, of Mice and Men was lost when Steinbeck's, uh, Steinbeck's dog ate it. Wow. C, Steinbeck wrote an unfinished novel about King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. Or D, Steinbeck's Travels with Charlie is one of only three books officially recommended by the ASPCA. Oh. Um, <clears throat> why would they only recommend three books? That doesn't make any sense. There's been wonderful. Lassie, they don't recommend Lassie or Old Yeller or- <laughs> Old Yeller gets shot! <laughs> well, I think it's because nothing bad happens to him. Oh, maybe, maybe that may be true, but that seems wrong. Uh, the dog ate half the book. Actually, could have happened, I suppose. Bad unpublished, <laughs> unpublished novel about King Arthur. What was the first one? Oh, uh, first one was he hated yellow pencils. Oh, he hated yellow pencils. Only with black ones. That sounds like you made that up. Um, I'm going to say that's the one. So you're saying it is not true that John Steinbeck hated yellow pencils and wrote only with black ones. Is that your final answer? Yes, it is. That's false, David. Another right. Uh, right. It's, which one is false? Right. Another guess. Well, alas, Vicky, you are very easily led into the wrong pencil answer. Oh, was, right. Yeah, the thing he found yellow pencils distracting, and he he had uh -huh. certain rounded pencils that he. Wanted to Leslie, you're not going to do that. I, I know, sir. I know really ridiculous things like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you may have a chance to steal this question. Let me see. I hope. You oh, do? You just rolled a six. Oh, boy. Okay. So, Leslie. Leslie, yes. Okay. On you. I know the film of Travels with Charlie. It's it's actually, I. Oh, no, no, no. I'm confused of the Travels with My Aunt and Travels with Charlie. Two different books. One is not by Steinbeck. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'm doing my Rosanna Rosanna Dana. Never mind. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, knowing that he wrote about, he had a naturalistic bent, I doubt that he would have written about King Arthur. So I'm going to say that he was not writing a book about King Arthur at the time that he died. I'm going to say that's false. C is false. B is false. Is that your... C. C is false. Final answer? Yeah, by process of delimination. Well, Leslie, hold on, Blake. I'm afraid you're not having a very good night. Because oh. That he has, I think eventually they did publish it, or they published the, the what was extant of it. So okay. It wasn't right. a book about the Knights of the Round Table. Right. Ronald Rand! You can well, tell I think I'm going to go with the dog eating his book, a, a bee. Oh. Is false. Is false. And 
Well, well, <sighs> yum, yum, woof. Yeah, I'm afraid that's true. Steinbeck ate his book. Right, because <laughs> his dog ate the original manuscript. Oh. Yeah, she wrote to like he was drawing. It's like a terrible tragedy. Thing. I lost half the book. Thanks, thanks for my dog. Maybe it was, no. it was a cricket. He went on a road trip with Charlie. I remember this now. I remember that Charlie was his dog, and he went on a road trip. With Charlie. He did. He did. But yeah. the SPCA has never, um, as far as I know, recommended or, or has no list of books or anything like that. Although yeah. Steinbeck's son mm -hmm. did say that Travels with Charlie is tremendously exaggerated, and that. <laughs> Steinbeck would go to these little places, sit there and write and make up all these, these incredible adventures when really mm -hmm. they just go back in the car and drive. So, <laughs> and his dog would eat the books. Okay. <laughs> and, then books. <laughs> so, and then he fed the pages to his dog, right? That's the way okay. that went. Wow. So, no points oh. there. Leslie O'Van Blake still on top with two points yeah. in the so game. Close. Ronald? And, and looking at this, you've given us two correct Ds. Mm -hmm. And what was the what was the second one that was correct? I think we went with um, a C. Oh, C. Okay, C. I got it. All right, just okay. checking. But that will not help Ronald on this one because guess what, Ron? What? Oh, your question is three clues in the news. Oh, three more clues. In the three more clues. In the okay. These are three words not connected to each other. But each uh -huh. word is connected to the word you're looking for, and that word has to do with something that oh, happened no. in the news this week. You ready? Oh, no. Wow. Okay. Oh, no. All right, here we go. You ready? Ready. Three, three clues are um, call, torn, shower. What was the Did first you... one? The first one was call, C A L L. Call. Torn shower. Well, I think Vicky has this one, so. You're either you get it or you yeah. don't. It's so hard. Yes, that's right. It's like you either instantly get it or right. you're like, say it again slowly. One more time. The three clues are oh. call, torn, shower. Ugh. Ugh. That's a hard one. That's what she said. That's an honor of David Tudor is not here, right? Oh, shower. Oh, Mr. Peabody. Yeah. Rip. Shower. Rip. Uh, um, cord. cord. Cord? Is that your yes. final answer? Cord. Oh, oh, I'm afraid you played the wrong chord there. That is not the correct <laughs> answer. Very sorry, but not sorry for the person who may get to steal this question. Okay. Hi, here we go. Vicky, I came Curtain. up with a deuce. Curtain. Is it your final answer? Curtain. Curtain. Uh, you seem pretty certain that it's curtain. Oh. It is, in fact, curtain. It is, of course, curtain call, torn curtain, and um, and shower curtain. And, and because of Gorbachev. Gorbachev, the, the, who was there when the Iron Curtain was uh, removed. So you got it. Very good. Points. Yeah, tying the game. Oh my God, that's Take right. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Well, so Leslie, you can do this. 
This is this is you because she's so sweet. <laughs> Ruining passing it along. She's had it for three seconds and she's like, no, no, you go ahead. That's very kind of you. Well, here's the deal, <laughs> Leslie. If you get this right, you yeah, win right. the game. Because I think right. Ronald, you won last time we were. I here. did. I yes. did. Yes. He did. Fair and square. He very did. lucky. You were, um, you could actually, this wish could still wind up as a three-way tie going to the tiebreaker, depending on how this question break, uh, goes. So, Leslie, are, are, you, are you ready for your question? Here we go. Ready, ready. It's three, no, it's not. It is a regular question, a multiple choice. The year was 1953. Resigning today from the French cabinet in a protest against colonialism is president-to-be Francois Mitterrand. Which of these is false about Frankie the Mitt? A, while he was in a German POW camp, Mitterrand became a devout Catholic and remained so till the end of his life. B, he sparred with President Reagan over which scientists discovered HIV. C, on his deathbed, one of his meals was controversial because he ate a roasted endangered species. Or D, after his death, Mitterrand's family sued his doctor for breaking the confidentiality of his medical condition. One of these, only one of these, is wrong. So what was he before he was a Catholic? Was he Jewish? <laughs> this is not in the question. This is not in the question. <laughs> you can bring these things up, but I need to know, the, you know, discerning minds wish to know. Okay. <laughs> Um, I have no idea. I don't know enough about Mitterrand. I know who he was. I remember hearing the name. I, I'm going to say that it's the HIV one because there was, I know that there was something in, something about HIV and the French. I know that, I know that Rock Hudson went to France for treatment, which means that they had a better treatment there than they had here. Or they had treatment at all there than they had here at that point in time. So, oh, wait, wait, it's what's false. I'm it's sorry, false. never mind. Take that back. Rewind. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do my Charlie and the I'm rewinding. Yeah. I'm rewinding. Yes, okay. I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that he did not eat an endangered species. Is that your final answer, though? Yeah, he ate a little teeny tiny octopus. It was. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh my God, hun! Don't forget also what I'm supposed to do on this episode of the show. What? The bag in in the room that we bought at the at the mom's. Wait, is, is it a gift bag for us? This is I'm scary. Us gift? What's going on? What are you talking about? The haunted room. Haunted something. <laughs> Everybody needs to talk about David while he's gone. Yeah, please, let's talk about Dave while he's gone. What's the name of the ass something or the oh. ass goblins? It's, it's on the shelf in the, in, the, in the room off the thing. If, if I oh. can get a whole bunch of ass goblin books, that'll be my, my trick-or-treat gift this year. Oh, God, Trick-or-treat! Oh, wait, I got something for you. <laughs> oh, so, so I um, actually, your answer was the, the endangered species one. Final answer. Oh, you, oh, 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 that's your little, okay. Yes, that's okay, fine. That's fine. Yeah. Cute. Yes. Thank you. Leslie, I'm afraid your answer is endangered because it's not correct. Uh, on his, it wasn't his last meal, but one of his very last meals on his deathbed, they roasted an ortolan, which is some kind of weird bird thing. 
Oh. That was it. If you if you watch Gigi, she eats an orlan. They teach her how to eat an orlan because it's nothing but bones. Wow. It's it's oh, a tiny okay. little bird that's more bone than it is meat. Right. Oh. Bones are so soft you can eat them. I yeah, don't want to like have one. Hummingbird kind of thing. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, you're just, they're endangered. Well, <laughs> so he shouldn't have eaten it, but he did. But anyway, what this means is we have a steel opportunity. If Vicky gets this question correct, uh, she will win. If Ronald gets it correct, we will have a three-way tie going into the tiebreaker. Wow. So either way, I'm fine with it. Either way. Go ahead. Okay. I rolled a three. I rolled a one. I rolled a six. I rolled another six. Jesus Christ. I rolled a four. Ron. Oh, okay. What? What is it again? Please. No, no, no. A four? A four? Four. Four. Wait, four. Right, four. <laughs> I'm four. Oh, I'm sorry, Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Vicky. That's okay. It's Vicky. Four. You're, you're uh, four. I'm thinking yeah. it has to be either one or four. So what was one is the Catholic, that he remained a Catholic the rest of his life. And the fourth one was? The fourth one was after his death, Mitterrand's family sued his doctor for breaking the confidentiality of his medical condition. Hmm. Or in World War II, he became a Catholic. Was right. Yeah, what? Yeah, what? What was the thing? Well, it was. I'm sorry. sorry. Wait a minute. Let me just see who's calling. Okay. Put them on the show. Hang on. Hello. No, no, it's fine. I, I, go ahead. Well, it's it's Vicky's question. So, um, so Mitran uh, in World War Two in a POW camp. Right. Um, he became a devout Catholic and remained so till the end of his life. Well, I want to think that's true. I'm going to say it's false. So, is that your final answer? Yes. Well, POW camp, pow! Right in the kisser. That is the correct answer. Vicky oh, Clark, you wow. have got the answer correct, and you won. Because <laughs> here's, here's the true story. Here's what actually happened. Um, Mitterrand was raised a devout Catholic, but after seeing the concentration camps at the end of the war, he turned agnostic. So he toured. Oh, that uh, makes wow. more sense. Yeah, yes. went the okay. other direction. Okay. And by the way, um, the, the, the other one was true. Mitterrand's cancer was concealed for years. His doctor ended up writing a book about it after he died, and then uh -huh. um, you know, and he said that Mitterrand faked his health reports Whoa. for years and years and years. Wow. Yeah, I wonder whether Trump got any ideas from him. <laughs> so here's the deal. We have Vicky coming up with the last. Congratulations, Vicky. Yes. The well, first time I've won a long time. Well, not a time, Vicky. But we I still have my piece of paper ready. Yes, because it's time for our tiebreaker, even though it's not breaking any actual ties. We have one more question wow. for all of you. So you know how this works. I'm going to read the question. You're going to write down the answer if you think you know it. If you don't, okay. go to your website. And then I'll read the question again. I'll give a three, two, one, and you'll hold your answers to the camera all at the same time. <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> What's the question? <laughs> it's a good question. On Thursday, author and activist Barbara Ehrenreich died of a stroke at age 81. I a didn't strong... know that. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. It's true. A strong... I did not know. I liked her work a lot. I did oh, not know really? that. Well, she was a strong feminist and socialist. Erin Reich is best known for her 2001 memoir, telling of the three months 
during which she attempted to live on minimum wage. Oh, I know this what story. was the name of that award-winning book? I remember the story. I don't remember the name of the book. I, yeah, I don't remember the title. And the title was a, was a winning, you know, the, the title was award-winning, too. I, I can't think of it. Expression, like a common expression for... I know, I know, I know, I know. When you got no money, <laughs> you're trying to. Let's see if I can come up with it because you're <laughs> a little stumped. And I'm, let's see if we can do a clue where somebody. Well, I mean, the game's over, right? but 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 maybe. Um, well, just I mean, she worked as a maid and she didn't have money, and then she had a lot of pain, so she couldn't afford her medicine. So she did drugstore pain relief, and she mm. talked about the bad food she ate, the processed food. Yeah, that's the book. Sounds yeah. like half of America or more. Well, so, yeah, you know, answer that makes some sense. Well, or coinage. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, oh, oh. Down to my last dime Any, or something. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be something like that. The last dime or my last dime or. I think if you have depression or a, a slogans, it was a depression. Probably was it really? Depression. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, I'm going to oh, use oh. that and I'm going to write something. Okay. Um, about the, the, I think it was from the Great Depression or, or at least my grandmother. Probably, used to... probably not this, but I wrote something. Okay, go ahead. Well, well, well they have to write oh, something too, Leslie. Oh, she's probably thinking of the... Right, 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 right. I am. I'm thinking of that and it's wrong. Okay, never mind. Leslie, That's what I wrote. I can hear you when you do that. She's close. She's close. But didn't Ron win? Yeah, no, this is just for funsies. Okay, okay, this is just yeah, fun. just for fun. Ron didn't win. Uh, Vicky won. Vicky won. Oh, Vicky, Vicky won. Sorry, Vicky won. Yeah. Ron won last week. This Not is, taking away your crown, Ron, from last oh, week. We'll week. pass it over. Yes, I'll get it back. For everybody, free COVID boosters. Yeah. For There's everybody. Vicky's crown. <laughs> well, no, she should be this way. You look like oh, you look like you look like an old a Jewish patriarch with that, or or, or a Greek Orthodox patriarch. Thank you. I look like an old like Jew. Yeah. I do actually. Well, thanks for the, the old part, old time. Hello, Leslie. Thank you so much. It's <laughs> <laughs> really I'm old. Thank you. You see my son's white beard. Let's not talk about this. I don't want to go here. Have you seen my pubes? My God, it's a jungle now. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna read the question. Have you all written something? Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm going to read the question again. I'm going to three, two, one, count down, and then you're going to hold up whatever you've got, whether mm -hmm. it's nonsforfun.com or maybe oh, soulofamericanactor.com, whatever it is, or the actual answer that you think it is. Here's the question. On Thursday, this Thursday, author and activist Barbara Ehrenreich died of a stroke at the age of 81. A strong feminist and socialist, Ehrenreich is best known for her 2001 memoir telling of the three months during she attempted to live on minimum wage. What was the name of that award-winning book? Three, two, one. one. Can you spare a dime? Getting by on a dime. There's Close encounters of the Chicago Times. <laughs> so what currency comes before a dime? Between a dime Penny. and nickel. Nickel. Nickel and dimed. Nickel and dimed was Nickel it? And dimed. Oh, oh, that's great. Um, not getting by in America was the full title. Nickel and dimed. Oh, oh Nickel and dimed. Nickel and dimed. Now, am I correct? Yeah. She, 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 she was Indian. She was Native American, right? Barbara Ehrenreich? I thought she was a kid. No, uh, there is someone with a name like that who is written and is a feminist and is also a Native American. <laughs> I don't think she 
Princess yeah. Wawa Feather, I no, think she was, was her name. She's a journalist. She, I think she self identified as a journalist. I don't mm-hmm. think it's okay keep talking i'm gonna look it up now that we're not on now that we're not on the oh, on the, on the air. Of, of my book, I, I will be at the printer's row book fair next weekend oh where, where we're going? on sunday yeah uh from two to four or something they gave me some time slot in order to uh try to you know sell my book and you know. will you be there to autograph when people buy it yes so where is this we're in chicago it's Chicago at the Printers Row Book Fair. It's a it's famous. Everyone knows where it's at. Oh, right. It's in the neighborhood. You know, that's all. No, you should mention that because Ronald Rand, who won the game last time, he has a book too, and he's going to be signing his book in three weeks oh, at the Drama Bookshop. Tell one more time. Tell her on September nineteenth at uh, five thirty at the Drama Bookshop, and but you do have to uh, go online to the Drama Bookshop and make a reservation RSVP. So yes. you'll be there to sign your book and to read from the book too. Yeah, I to read from the book, and and I'll have Anita Hollander and hopefully Stephen Lang, and so we'll be talking about their experiences being a solo performer as well as mine. So wow. that'll be great. Now, Leslie, you may not have a book, but you have a show that you do with Charlie Gross called yes. Two uh, on the Isle." On the Isle, and we did we did post uh, two more. Reviews we posted uh, the Oristaya that was reviewed by Charles Wright and Charlie, and um, I can't think of the other one. But we 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 haven't posted a new show yet. That's those are just reviews. But all um, of them are still available on the YouTube channel. Two yes, on the Isle. On the Isle, right? Look for Charlie. And uh, have I told you my plan about getting this new vaccine as soon as it's available, and then right. going back? Yeah. Yep. And going back to at least off, going back to any theater that will that will make me wear a mask. Good. Hmm. I won't go to a theater that won't make me wear a mask. But you know that the, um, right now the Kite Runner and possibly other theaters have made their a, a Friday night mask night. I and now they have a Wednesday matinee mask time. So it's it makes sense. And even if it's going to be that, I would pick, take any night at the theater where they make you wear a mask. So I just saw the new show at Art New York, and they make you wear a mask. You know, John. Most uh, of Off Broadway, because of the subscription audience being of an older generation, I think is protective of its of its uh, yeah. of its audiences, and they're not worried about you know um, uh, visitors coming because visitors don't come to go Off Broadway. You know, mm-hmm. our, our our population is not made up that way. So I think it's a very smart move. And I think that I still think Broadway is being stupid, but I look, I walk around now and nobody's wearing masks. It's making me crazy. It's making, I'm wearing a mask outside because those people are not. So there you are. That's, that's anyway, sorry. Have you booked the Kite Runner? Is there a show that you're already booked and going to? Well, no, because we already reviewed the Kite Runners. Oh, so wow. I can't, I mean, if I wanted to buy a ticket, I could do that, but I don't particularly um, want to, that is. Fair enough. Uh, and my dear friend Perry Gaffney, I'm going to do a plug for someone else. My dear friend Perry Gaffney, who is uh, has reviewed on our channel as well, uh, she reviewed Kite Runner. That's what made me think of it. She oh, reviewed yeah, Kite yeah. Runner for us. Um, has been uh, is is in the new Robert O'Hara Raisin in the Sun at the Public. Oh, and she is playing the small role of Mrs. Johnson, but she's understudying Tanya Pinkins. So the oh. day the time is out. The day that she gets the call, I am buying a ticket. I will be in the front row. That's right. See and well, and tell her, let's get her on the show. I would love to to interview because we've had Tanya. She, she was at my birthday party. I, a lot of people were at your birthday party. I, I appreciate being invited. Okay. They go, 
I was I was talking. Okay. About, was it Rob Bartlett or who? No, who's the the? No, uh, I know who you're talking about. Yes, Peter. Peter. Peter Bartlett. Peter. Right. Peter Bartlett. I think that's. Yeah, who yeah. Was he was, we sat yeah. at his table. He was, he was lovely. Did you so, show them your treat. Um, okay, so before I let you go, are you giving this to us? I think what do I care? Because <laughs> I put you through torture of, of like three clues in the news and then all the mockery <laughs> and kind of jokes. You already gave us the baby thingy. That was that was good. I mean, it's the painting of a vagina. No, oh, what is it? <laughs> we bought this a ghost Nazi coming out of a uh oh, what, what is, is it? That? Oh, dark Don chocolate Chico. cricket <laughs> with amaranth seeds. Very good. Oh, Did you eat wow. any? You've eaten these, Vicky? Well, I I have not I, eaten those. Are you going <laughs> to eat one on camera, David? I'm going yeah. to do it. I'm going to eat a cricket on Jiminy Me. I'm going to try eating a cricket. On, oh. See, I'm, I'm making you watch this. Otherwise, I would chicken out. So, or, or just have, have to make it, you have to make a gif out of this or gif or whatever you call it. You have to make a documentary out of it. Yes, right. <laughs> I'm hoping so. We are recording. So I we've got this actually. Yeah, this is history in the making. Yes. History in the making. Okay. <laughs> they make wow. it you can't get are the these, bag open. These are fried, right? Are they, are they just dehydrated? Yeah, they're all fried. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Are they fried? fried. Yes. So, you know, and they're packed. Explain this. They're so dry yeah. that they literally pack it with. So if you open your mouth to just kind of pour them into your face, you're gonna get one of those little thingies, right? Pack it with silica gel. Oh, wow. Wonderful. Okay. Why did you, you show? Well, if you the cricket that, in there? <laughs> well, yeah. So, now, look. Imagine if you're like, oh, I'm just gonna go, and like you're you're eating silica gel when you do it. Right, here we go. Now, Dave, before you eat it, I'm yeah. going to take a screenshot. So that so we have it a picture and I'll send it to you. Oh, so they're what, dark chocolate covered credit crickets. You didn't say that. They well, look delicious. It says right there. Dark chocolate and amaranth. Amaranth is delicious. So you can put in dark chocolate on anything. It'll take. Anything, right? I mean, it's it's like a few I mean, it's like okay. It smells chocolatey. Yeah, sure. Surprise. That's a good story. Protein. Tastes like he's eating chicken. You're only going to taste the chocolate. You Everything taste tastes like it's like chocolate chicken. It's like a dark chocolate nugget. It happens to be a little crunchy. Right. That's all. Yes, because it's the. It's chocolate. Yes, it's a cricket. It's a much crickets all over the world. Yeah. It's like one of those yeah. cacao things. It's Do you like. Have to refrigerate it I think. I think that it's so. It's like six. Oh, dollars. he'll he'll finish that whole bag. Oh You're yeah, to... it's as good as dark, you know, dark chocolate covered ants and I'll tell you hornets, and you just this cover was everything. Chocolate? Yeah, I would be fine with it. Is it? But it's such dark chocolate. I believe dark chocolate. Not... Dark chocolate goes better with cricket. But it's not. I mean, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Did you hear what Joy said? Joy said she thinks dark chocolate goes better with cricket. It does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as opposed to um, fireflies. Where strawberries go on those? Um, yes. Mosquitoes. So you, stick, oh, you stick that in the strawberry and then you eat it like that. Well, the very I once bit into a live ant. That was not nice. Wait, what? What? Was it on a sandwich at a picnic or something? No, it was worse than that. Uh, it was. I was in college and uh, the machine, the, the soda machine, was the oh, one that uh, would drop oh. a cup, would oh. drop a cup and drop right. ice, and then it would drop the syrup. 
And, and it then it would drop that. an ant. <laughs> it would drop that. back with an ant, right? And I and I have a habit of I would take the ice and crunch it, you know. Like, so oh, I took oh. a little sip in the ice and I was going, and, oh. Oh, oh. It was an ant. and I spit out the both parts of the ant, but oh. a live ant is not nice. It's hey, like way. biting into an apple, but only spitting out half of the worm, you know. That's oh. really right. I try know, a, I a dark chocolate covered praying mantis. <laughs> what did you try? Or well, I would. I don't know if I. Then you'd pray. I'd be praying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, what insect does the pink panther eat? Oh no! Oh oh! Dead ants! Dead ants! Oh yeah! Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You have been watching the Today Yesterday trivia quiz with my great friends Ronald Rand, Leslie Hoban Blake, and Vicky Quaggy. Hoping to see all of you again very soon in the neighborhood on Dave's Gone By. Congratulations on the books. Best of luck to all of you. I will see you Thank all you. real soon. Thank you. Take care. Now, Thank everybody you. else will go away <laughs> because we'll have more show, more of Dave's Gone By on this Saturday, September 3rd, 2022. Bye, Ronald. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, Dave Lefkowitz here with my darling and adorable oh, wife, Joyce. They, when I typed in cricket, they have a cricket ball in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's the little cricket with the hat. Oh, let me see, let me see, let me he's see. Like he's sleeping cricket. Oh, he's so cute. Mm -hmm. Now he's in my belly. Well, we have a bit more to do on this episode of Dave's Gone By. We have Greeley Crimes at All Times, and we have our Colorado Limerick and the Damned, and we have to tell you about our friends of the neighborhood. But I also wanted to talk to you I wanted to share something. What? So even though we're no longer in Colorado, yeah. we still, um, well, we don't even belong to our local synagogue there, even though we have great friends there, and even though they're wonderful, and we lived right near them. We never, you know, we're not joiners. Uh, you know, I don't want to you know, have to be obligated to start being part of a shul or going to synagogue, not to mention having to pay you know, the annual dues and all of this and going on the, the high holidays. It was nice. They were always accepting. You didn't even talk about the state fair. We haven't gone to the state That's fair. So, so well, let me talk about this because this is wonderful. Okay. This came. Um, this is so Jewish. So the, I, I shouldn't even get Rabbi Saul Solomon to do this, but I'm going to do it. It's, um, the temple still sends us by email their newsletter. They put out a newsletter every month, just giving a, you know, they want to tell it, okay, here's, this is when the high holy days are, here's a message from the rabbi, this is this, here's a joke or two. Um, they, they've had, unfortunately, like a few months ago, they had training of a, just in case we have an anti-Semitic sugar situation, here's what you do. Yeah. Um, they haven't, but, but, you know, all that sort of thing. But one of the things they did in their most recent newsletter was the president of the temple has a letter for everybody. You know, just to say, you know, happy fall. The rabbi has her say, and now the president of, of the temple has hers. Okay. And there's something so Jewish about the way this was written. It's, just, it's so, you know, you say I'm negative all the time. This is where this comes from. This is Jewishness at its essence, all right? From, from the newsletter of our old temple. Summer is certainly slipping by, exclamation point. So already the negative take on things. It's not like, oh, we have another month of summer. You know, summer is certainly slipping by. I guess I'm not the only one rather happy to see this too hot summer on the wane. Mm. 
second sentence already negative. It's like, oh, what a, what a hot, crashing summer. Am I the only one who wishes summer were over already? Okay. Second sentence. Third sentence. I was happy to see so many of us at the four congregation meet and greet in Fort Collins. We also had a nice turnout and a, a nice turnout and time at our own annual hot dog picnic. Oh, nice. I'm so sorry I missed because I even wrote a song about the kosher hot dog picnic. That's horrible and disgusting. But but no, but no. It was like they had their hot dog picnic. A lot of people turned up. They're very happy, happy, happy. Uh, once, <laughs> so they have the, the special kosher hot dog picnic, right? Once the rain was over, <laughs> we had a nice dinner. <laughs> it's looking like Alan Sherman's letter from camp. It's like, once the rain was over at the picnic, we had a nice dinner. My only disappointment, <laughs> every, every single sentence of this was like, eh, it was nice, but... Eh, my only disappointment was, and honey, you're going to love this, my only disappointment was, there was no cornhole tournament, probably because of the rain. You know, you know it's, you've missed a picnic, you know you've missed a time when they had to cancel it, or, or, or when they had to cancel the cornhole tournament. So hone your skills and see you next year. Our temple was rather casually invited, read rather last minute, to Ames Community College for the unveiling of the painted pianos. It appears, it appears, that the writing of this is so true. It appears that's where one of our pianos wound up. Okay. <laughs> Many of us made it to the 9 a.m. and also the 2 p.m. unveiling. The pianos were painted and are supposed to remain outside. Ames, the, the college, yeah. seems to actually believe they will be playable out there. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, at any rate, at any rate, they look lovely as art installations, one on the east side of the student commons uh, and one on the west. And then you go on further in the newsletter, they actually have pictures of the panels, they're painted, they're very pretty. And then, and then there's more. And then I don't know if it's the, same, the president still writing or someone else from the temple. But they say, although we have no say in what Ames does with a donation, we were surprised and shocked that Ames decided to paint their donations and leave them outside so that students can play them. Okay. They looked absolutely beautiful. I mean, no negativity there. It was obvious that the artists spent much time arranging their artwork and painting them with themes of Colorado, the Denver skyline, native wildflowers, and the Colorado State icon. They planned to cover the pianos with a tarp when it snows. Okay. But they obviously don't realize the pianos will be ruined by springtime. We do have these pictures as a memory. This is so depressing. <laughs> is there a more Jewish way to say, "Hey, we donated our college to a local community, our pianos to a local community college to end the summer. We had a picnic. If this were a Christian, if this were a church, 
Then we'd be saying, we had this most lovely picnic and God sent us some rain for the flowers. And we were planning to play cornhole, but we all sat around and talked and ate instead. Oh, and by the way, we donated our pianos to a local community college. And oh, they painted such beautiful pictures on them. And not only are the pianos going to be at the college, they're going to be outside where students can come and play them anytime they want. That would be a church. That would be, you know, even a Lutheran church would, would not be so flowery, but that's what they would, a synagogue would be like, we had a very nice picnic, the people showed, eh, well, it was raining. If it hadn't rained, it hadn't been such a miserable, ugly summer, so what a way, I'm glad we had this in the summer, it would have been nice, we couldn't play cornhole. It was raining, we wanted to play cornhole, had to cancel the cornhole, but we had some food, the food was pretty good. Oh, and we took pianos, but we can't deal with them anymore. We said, you know what, we'll, give them to, we'll make a donation, we'll give them to the school. What is the school going to do with them? Oh, they're going to paint them, that's nice. They're going to paint them, make them an art project. Oh, and students are going to play them. Wait, what? They're leaving them outside for the students to play? What, are they crazy? Are they nuts? They think they're going to land, they cover them with a top? You think that's going to last for the, for the winter time? Oh, goyim, goyim. But still, hey, we, get, we make a donation. We, we feel good about ourselves. And this, this, this is Christianity versus Judaism in a nutshell. <coughs> this, this tells you everything you need to know. Oh, you okay, babe? You need some water? You good? Anyway, as you, as you know, if you watch this program, which, which side I fall on, I'm Dave Lefkowitz. Program is Dave's Gone By. We do humor and talk and music every Saturday from 9 until noonish or thereabouts. Remember that the archives of this program are available. <laughs> I still can't get over that letter. Uh, are available at davesgoneby.com. D-A-V-E-S-G-O-N-E-B-Y, davesgoneby.com. So if you want to hear the very first episode we ever did of this program from October of 2002, it's there. We, it was a radio show. We were on um, WGBB. In, at that point, it was Merrick, Long Island, before they even moved to West Babylon. So that's there. The 100th episode that we did a couple of years later, that's available. Um, the 500th episode, the 700th episode, you know, the 500th episode, we had our beloved guests, Christine Lavin, um, made an appearance on that one, and Dr. Demento came back and made another appearance. And now, uh, part of our Friends of the Neighborhood, I forgot to mention, you know, the, the, the Weird Al Yankovic movie yeah. is coming out. The movie about the Weird Al Yankovic big story, and the Dr. Demento character is very, very prominent in the film and he's being played by the guy from um from the office and we also saw him do tom Payne, answers to nothing i'm, I'm forgetting his name uh but he, he plays dr demento and of course daniel radcliffe the harry potter guy is playing weird al i mean it looks like he's doing it really really well i saw the trailer so oh my gosh oh my gosh you know i'm telling you every week Dr. Demento is still around. He's still doing new Dr. Demento shows, and there's going to be a whole new groundswell of fans and attention play, uh, paid to Dr. D because the Weird Al Yankovic movie is going to be coming out. So, oh boy, oh boy. Anyway, how did I get on that? Well, I was just telling you that Dr. Demento has been on the program, Christine Lavin has been on the program, Judy Collins has been on the show, George Clinton has been on the program. Dick Cabot, the late Charles Grodin, the late um, Carol Channing and Charlotte Ray, and the very much alive Hal Linden 
whom we're hoping to get back on the show this coming month, because amazingly enough, he and Bernie Capel are doing an off-Broadway show together, and they're both 90 plus, or 80, high 80s plus, and they're off-Broadway doing a show. These are friends in the neighborhood. I'll talk about them in, in, in a little bit. But if you want to hear any of these interviews, it's real simple. You go to davesgoneby.com, you do the search box, or you just kind of browse the information about all the shows we've done and all the interviews we've done and the sketches and the music we've played, davesgoneby.com. We also put our archives at archive.org. We have a special channel on there called Dave's Gone By Archive. Org. We put our audio on castbox.fm. It's specifically for podcasts, audio podcasts. So if you don't need to watch me for three hours, don't need to visually see the show, you want to go to the gym, you want to go outside, put it on in your car, go to castbox.fm and download it as a podcast. And finally, if you, well, we have a YouTube channel as well, Dave's Gone By, and um, we're just finishing this up. It's going to stop this month, I think, of, of having our an hour-long random excerpt of the program has been playing on Cablevision of Long Island, um, what do you call it, Altice, on Channel 20 at 9.30. I think we've already finished it up. I don't even think it's going to be on this week. So, so forget that. Just watch our archives at davesgoneby.com. Well, we have a bit more to do on this program. I don't know if I'm going to get to everything I just wanted to, to talk about. Although, um, yeah, I might as well do this one. This is, this is real. Now, you know, Joyce is already talking about getting the booster, the booster for COVID and, and so forth. But I, for, I don't remember why. But we were looking up the CDC, not just on COVID, but on monkeypox. Because not a lot of people, people aren't really talking about monkeypox that much, but apparently the first person in New York has died of monkeypox. Really? It's still out there. Right. So I went to see the guidelines for monkeypox from the Center for Disease Control, the Fauci place, right? And I'm thinking, okay, you know, I figured this is a government thing. It's going to be incredibly bland. It's going to be incredibly like detailed or, or not even detailed, just very... Um, what shall we say, like textbook, grazing anatomy, definition, and yeah, thoughts on monkey. You mean clinical. Clinical. Monkey. Clinical is the word, yeah. Here's what the CDC, this is verbatim from the CDC website about monkeypox, about how you contract this disease. This direct, it, it, it has to be direct contact from two people. So that's why we're not treating this like COVID-2. It's not going to be in the air. No, somebody's not going to be speaking, you're going to breathe it in and get it. You're not going to catch it unless you're doing something with somebody else. What kind of stuff are you doing? This is what the CDC is telling you. Oh, it's going to tell you what. Do you want your drink here? Yeah, I could use it. The direct contact, thank you very much. Oh, excuse me. Can happen during intimate contact. Including, mm, I'm grab an apple. remember this is Uncle Sam telling you with your tax dollars how you contract monkeypox monkey directly from another person. Intimate contact, including oral, anal, and vaginal sex, whether they hit your G spot or your A spot. Oral, anal, or vaginal sex. 
or or touching the genitals and now in parentheses they're going to tell you what the genitals are now understand they're, they're guessing they're figuring that people know what oral anal and vaginal sex are and yet now they're going to describe to make sure that people who are doing these kinds of sex know what genitals are genitals are the penis testicles labia and vagina or as we like to say cooch through that part in okay okay fine in parentheses these are the genitals or or anus and in parentheses on the CDC website the official government website of health information yes so I said touching the genitals aka penis testicles labia and vagina or anus yeah in parentheses butthole good good to know like so much to unpack there no pun intended like it, it, as if we wouldn't know what the anus was so they have to tell us oh yeah anus is the butthole but the use of that word somehow makes me very very happy what? on the government website the, the cdc website anus parentheses buttholes really honestly what they could have done is just done an empty parentheses because that would have sort of looked like a buttholes. Well, i'll tell you that yeah. there's this push in government to use plain language i see this so. i see that um again you're not supposed to do this with someone who has monkeypox if they have monkeypox these are the ways if you're touching their genitals or those genitals might include your anus don't know what you're in oh it's your butthole go see it it's on the cdc website i promise you i promise you all right ladies and gentlemen it's almost not quite it's almost 11 30 in the morning eastern time here in the neighborhood on the 862nd episode of dave's gone by we're calling it in labor because we're in the midst of labor day weekend we do we have more to tell you about we have more stuff to uh to do yes we do because ladies and gentlemen we haven't even done greeley crimes and old times and this is where we go to Greeley, Colorado, and their wonderful newspaper, the Greeley, well, not so wonderful, they never hired me, but the, their newspaper, the Greeley Tribune, for two columns that they do every week, columns based on real, actual things that happen in the news. You've got phone calls that come into the police department about stuff going on in the neighborhood and items that were in the newspaper back in 1922. 100 years ago we mix them up and we call that grilly crimes and old times ladies and gentlemen yes the grilly crimes and old times here on dave's gone by so huh you got your noises. I got some noises myself. It is time to, it is time, excuse me, for crying. This was in the papers like within the last two or three weeks. A woman on 103rd Avenue found a raccoon 
trying to, there we go, trying to climb the fence to get out of her backyard, but it couldn't. And so she called the cops. So, Raccoon Wanderer... they're supposed to give it a boost over the fence, get a little tush. Yes, right. You know, they, they, they'll go get, well, firemen will go get cats out of trees. Why can't the cops go and just give a little, little tuchus push to a raccoon yeah. going over the fence? And, I'm sure that's what happened. Yeah. And then, you know what? In certain parts of Colorado, having coons in your backyard, you're going to call the cops. But, you know, oh! <laughs> a caller on 11th Street reported finding blood spatter all over the walls and floor of an apartment that was abruptly vacated by the tenant. An officer swabbed the spots and discovered what? So the officers checked it out and they, they learned it was just paint. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the kind of thing really crimes in old times. Yeah. Police come out and it's like, yeah, yeah, they painted. Or uh, I guess they painted rather badly or, or creating a bad splatter. A caller near 10th Street said that a bald man was swinging around a wooden spear and hitting poles, which I think is a terrible way to, to, to treat Polish people, quite honestly. But he was with a wooden spear and hitting poles with it, which you call, I would call the cocks. I think that was, is something that I would see and I'd go like, you know. That's more serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, would, I would do that. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. Well, this might be, um, yeah, it's a problem either way. A caller on 17th Avenue warned, warned that a full moon meant there'd be a lot of traffic at the drug house. What? Yeah, she has a sense of these things. And you know what, but if she's lived there long enough, maybe uh, a full moon lit night, that's when all the people come out and do drugs. Because full moons do kind of make people... Usually babies, yeah. like people have a baby and more babies are born, but really? yeah, when I used to work in the HIV, you know, with HIV and OBGYN and stuff, we'd always say near a full moon, like maybe the tides or whatever, that there'd be more births. Yeah. Correlation, not causality. Oh, oh. well, the full moon doesn't cause it, but wait, if it's not causing There's it. There's some relationship, but we don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And by the way, when I talk about a full moon, I picture a butthole or anus. Anyway... <laughs> Let's do some, some, um, oh, no, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Chicken alert. Chicken alert. We have a story about a chicken. That's, that's, so that's why we do a chicken alert. Uh, a caller on 9th Street reported a chicken or a rooster walked into the garage. Oh, this is a joke. The caller placed the animal in a cat carrier. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Well, that's the whole true. story. That's that, very good. That yeah. Just take it out that way. Maybe it was there for a hen party. I don't know. But, that's so uh, weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. It must have been very o obedient that it went into the carrier. I know. Well, or they wrangled the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a chicken. It's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. pretty good that he walked in there. Yeah. Well, you know, he, he was too afraid to leave. Yeah. So, you know, he chickened out. <laughs> Exactly. exactly. <laughs> hey, what's the chicken's favorite classical composer? 
Block! <laughs> oh, come on, that was cute. That was horrific. Uh, anyhow. Let's, let's do some old-time stuff. These were things that were literally in, well, they were printed in the newspaper. The same northern Colorado, it was called the Greeley Tribune Republican back then. It is now called the Greeley Tribune. But this was in the, the paper back in 1922. In out-of-state news, famed Hollywood actor Douglas Fairbanks was arrested in Pomona, California for speeding in his motor car. Ooh. Police said he was going 35 oh, miles Lord. per hour. My goodness. My goodness. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, those, oh, those flashy Hollywood stars who don't have to obey the laws that the rest of us do. Ha. He was taken into custody, by the way, and released. Wife Mary Pickford was also in the auto. So that must have been a real... Um, well, I was from California. They didn't actually come to. But imagine that that made national news that they were that they did this. G. Oliver of Briggsdale took his family for a two-week fishing trip in Wyoming. They fished every day and had a great time, but caught one fish. Whoa, that's sad. That was the whole news story. This is what they used to print in the newspapers. 100 years ago when there wasn't any news happening. I'm glad I got, you know, a guy and his family got fish. went fishing and got a fish. The end. The well, end. That won't even make a tweet. That won't even, that won't even get on Facebook. Well, they're on Facebook. They say, hey, look, we caught one fish. Here it is. Incredible. Um, ooh, honey. What? Honey. Spooning oh. and love petting by groups of teenagers has been going on all summer after 10 p.m. at Island Grove Park. It has now been outlawed. Um, although apparently fingering is still legal. Go figure, I, I, I did not know that. But ooh, ooh, ooh. How do you outlaw kissing and hugging? They know because they probably were like doing it in their cars, so they probably just don't allow people to go there. Oh, I guess, yeah. Or you can't go with two people. Boy and a girl can't go there. Um, whatever. Whatever. Remember on the happy days they had uh, Blueberry Hill, right? I found my Yeah, and, and the, uh, the driving was yeah, the place yeah, that yeah. people lost their virginity and stuff. Yeah. Although taxes have not been raised, there is more tax money for the state because we have more taxpayers. In addition, yeah, that's fair. one and two-thirds of the patriotic people made honest returns for the dead and helpless. Oh, Rodolfo gave you a thumbs up. Oh, thank you, Rodolfo. Hun, what, who pays taxes for the dead and helpless? Yeah, uh, Maybe it's like a welfare, like a social welfare tax where you help people who can't afford stuff. That's I only want to pay my own taxes. These people are paying for the dead. Maybe you have to do that in a frontier town. What are you going to do? Like, I guess to pay off their... Maybe they're all like, they come out there as single people to do the work and then... Oh. You know, they get killed in a work-related accident, yeah. And somebody's got to pay their share of, of their road yeah. being paid. I don't know. That's it's amazing to me. Mm -hmm. oh. People paying extra taxes. They for do them. that, but they can't, they can't get a raccoon over a fence, right? I, like, I know, I know. What is the world coming to? This can't be right. This can't be right. But it may be right. Well. It's another chicken alert. Chicken alert! Chicken alert! Chicken alert! Oh my god, where's my, my noisemaker thing? Here's the bell. Chicken alert! There's another story about a chicken.
Look, look at this. It's so exciting. Even even my silica gel pack is a little bit wet. You could throw it away. I, I will. I will put it in, in a pack. drawer or something. Don't eat it. I'm not going to eat the silica gel. Okay. I ate a cricket. I'm not going <laughs> to eat silica gel. Chicken alert. Kaiser and her daughter May. I thought you meant Kaiser Permanente. No, no, this is not Kaiser Soze either. Just a, oh, yeah, a woman yeah, named yeah. Kaiser and her daughter May filled their auto with chickens last week. Nice. And drove to Cheyenne to sell them. It was a crowded ride, but well worth it. I'm hoping the chickens were in some kind of pens. Because if you put a bunch of chickens in a car... Well, they probably had a little chicken cage. I hope so. Like cat carriers, like that other yeah. chicken. Because you can't imagine what... It's got, what Even from Greeley to Cheyenne, it's about an hour drive. You're not going to want... No, yeah, no. They make poopies. Yeah, among other things. Yeah. Hmm. Let's do... Let's do one more old-timey thing. In Windsor, Roy Ray, what a great name. We, we had, what is it, um, J. Ron or John? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then, now we've got Roy Ray. You had uh, Ronald Rand. Ron, Ronald Rand. A.A. A. Doan and Charles Pearson. <laughs> Sounds like a, a research team, no? This, this, this is literally verbatim. Uh -huh. From the Greeley Tribune oh, great. Yeah. back in 1922. These three men, Roy Rain, uh, Roy Ray, A.A. A. Yeah. Doan, and Charles Pearson, were appointed to a committee oh, God. Yes. to be the committee that appoints Windsor committees. Okay, good. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. I would show this to my students and say, do you want to avoid um, redundant writing? <laughs> Here's a, they, they were appointed to a committee to be the committee that appoints Windsor committees. Got it. Got it. That's cool. And yet, and yet, sometimes you do get something in the in the Tribune, even from a hundred years ago, that is profound. Everything can't be perfect. Well, this is perfect. This written. is true. Daily thought. Daily thought okay. from the newspaper. Men are nothing but children of a large growth. Ew. Well, yeah, that's kind of not nicely put there. I'm having a, lo a large growth that I have removed from a neck. But men are nothing, they should just say men are nothing but children. Mm -hmm. and, and, and they would hit it. They would get it right. Um, oh, I'll go back to this. I'll go back. Because we also want to do an elsewhere. We do this as part of Greeley Crimes at all times where we read a story that is not from northern Colorado, but somewhere else in the world just because it's weird and goofy news. This was posted in the New York Post about a week or so ago. Captured on Instagram during this week's Subway series between the Yankees and the Mets. Mm. A, oh, this is, this is magnificent, hon. You're not going to miss this. A Yankee fan. Oh, no. Sitting in the stands, oh, no. holding a hot dog, yes. a straw, yeah. and a beer. Typical... Yeah, that's what people drink at the at the games and stuff, right? Right, right, right. That's where they make their money in the concessions, I was told. This is what the man does. He takes the straw and pushes it vertically through the hot dog. Okay. Aha, you think? Yeah. He's going to fill the center with mustard or ketchup yeah, or... Yeah, like a little, uh, little, like a tunnel. If you're a heathen, relish. Mm -hmm. But this is New York. It's not Chicago. He's going to put some condiment in there. And what a brilliant idea. So you get the condiments all the way through the hot. This is not what he does. But no. And again, I'm reading this from the New York Post. Yeah. The guy puts away the straw. Takes it out? He puts the hot dog 
in the beer. Oh, oh. And he starts sipping beer through the Frankfurter. Why? Oh, mine tastes good. Look what they do with the on the Joey chestnuts. Is it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, true. He dips it in water. He does the thing. But um, you know, I say there are no words except genius. <laughs> this is. I mean, Matt, what else could you do that with? What like? I wouldn't do it with anything. Well, imagine well, what if, what if, what if Dunkin' Donuts came up with a somewhat more thick, consistent donut, okay? Like a cruller shape. Mm-hmm. And they made no. a hole through the center of the donut no. all the way down. You put the donut in the coffee and it didn't get soggy immediately. It's disgusting. And then you sip the coffee through the donut. I think he did it just to get on the... Um... Get on the, the cam, get on the Instagram. I don't know. I think it's a beautiful thing, ladies and gentlemen. A beautiful, beautiful thing. And you know what? Let's do this other elsewhere this week because we've been holding this and holding this. And Joyce and I have talked about this because uh, this, this falls more under your rubric, uh, uh, more of what you do. This story comes from England, the United Kingdom, and the world of academia. A leading university has launched an inquiry after it emerged that one of its PhD students has written a research paper about sexual attraction to young boys. Oh, this is, this is actually different from that other one, oh, the, really? the, the one that we've been talking about all last two weeks. Carl Anderson spent three months recording his thoughts and feelings while masturbating over images of young boys in Japanese comic books. That's the, that's the article. Is that the one? Oh, I didn't realize it was young boys. I thought it was just like his, his, yeah, this is the one. In the abstract for the paper, Anderson, who was interviewing fans of Shota comics for his PhD, said he wanted to, quote, understand how they experience sexual pleasure when reading Shota. His 4,000-word study, which details his sexual habits and sexual encounters between boys in the comics was published in qualitative research in April Well, it provoked outrage from academics. In the paper, Anderson explains how he will document the details of each masturbation session in a journal as a kind of a critical self-reflection. He describes how he gave up all other sexual activity, as if he was getting any. As if any guy who's reading Japanese comics is really getting any outside anywhere. Um, how he gave up all other sexual activity, from sex with other people to other types of pornography. Quote, I happened to live alone during this experiment, <laughs> no shock, and was newly single after a long relationship. Dr. Mara Kyra a historian at Oxford University who writes about sexual violence, tweeted, How was a description of the author masturbating to the images of young boys peer-reviewed and published? It's a, it's, a, it's a question from the ages, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, is there more to this? I think that's the whole... I think that's the whole thing. Yeah, that, that was it. But eventually, there, there was more to the story. They did pull the article, and I think... Were the editors, like, did they step down? Do you remember if anything happened with them? No, I think they, the editors wrote a statement um, about it, and I think a lot of people are calling. Like, there's a debate whether whether the editors violated some publication norms that we have, and so 
it's been kicking around, but I don't think anybody stepped down. I think they just issued a, a uh, mea culpa and they pulled the arc. But here's the, among other things being pulled, what if, I mean, you're an academic, right? I mean, I'm sorry, I'm a half-assed adjunct academic. You're a real one. Here's a, the question. If he had been masturbating to regular porn or full-grown men gay porn, would there have been a problem if his research was, shall we say, I don't know, if his research was valid? Like, he was still taking down his masturbation sessions. He was still delving into thoughts about sexuality and trying to get into the heads of people who, let's say, masturbate to a certain kind of gay porn. Would that have still been a problem? Or was the problem very specifically that these comics were about underage boys? Your thoughts? Any thoughts? My thoughts? No, yes. I, I think it's more complicated. I think it's just the, the biggest complication. I mean, he had a lot of severe consequences. I think he huh. was either kicked out of his program. I think, I think that it points out many things, right? It points out many things within the publication system, with the way that research is reviewed. I mean, I've told you that during COVID, it's very difficult to get any reviewer, <laughs> right? People are very pressed for time. People are very overwhelmed. And so the whole idea of academic editing, you know, somebody said, do you get paid when you publish an article? Like, no, no, no. you know? And so what people are doing when they review, they're doing it out of the goodness of their academic self. And then the editors, the editors either decline or send out papers right. and then I don't I don't know how they retracted the paper so I can't read it yeah, yeah. but oh, I don't right. know what there's you have to have transparent transparency in certain guidelines and research and I don't know if they had he had an ethics board approval like we have IRB you have to have ethics board right. approval but what, what I'm trying to get at is yeah. was the unethical part that this particular shota this kind of comic yeah. Yeah. is about young like teenage, pretty you know, boy. Yeah, but there are many. He did many. I think there were what many. What else? You know, like there, there were many things that were, from what I'm reading and yeah, what others no. comment, that there were many other other things that were not acknowledged or not handled. I mean, not. Like, um, if I were to ever go for a PhD, and I wanted to do a thing about poop, but like German shite support. Yeah, no, people. You can people do all sorts of things. Like, if you look at the disciplines people do, I just think there were many. There were many things that weren't accounted for. I don't think he had ethics, any ethics board approval. And uh -huh. every research, every journal requires you. Now they require you to give a number or to give proof that you have. Um, I'm just wondering if like IRB approval involved, like, well, we, we have to watch you while you're masturbating because we have to make sure you're doing it. No, but, but there's, when you do research with children. There's oh, but there's no children involved. This was Yeah, but there's special protections when you when you deal with different age groups. So yeah. I don't know the full, it's yeah. like, it doesn't make sense to talk about it because we don't have the study and we don't know. Yeah. But and how is it that nobody's getting in trouble in Japan for creating comic books? Maybe they are. Uh, yeah. we, don't, we don't know. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, far afield here in, in uh, Greer the Crabs in Old Times, Let, let's get a away from away, and let's get back to our typical, classic criminality here in the neighborhood of Grilly Crimes and Old Times. Let's do some new crime stuff. As a matter of fact, here we go. A caller on 9th Street said a man... Oh, here's that caller. He said a man had his stuffed... Uh, sorry, had his stuff 
scattered all over the main door area, and he was hitting the wall with his belt. Ew, we read that before. Was that the guy uh, hitting his head? No, this is not the head hitty man. This is the belt hitty wall man. Which I, I would find that scary. I think, you know, if I saw a guy that's, you know, smacking the wall with his belt for no reason, I might actually call the cops on that. I don't even know why. Um, uh, if he was doing oh, it... Oh, Marie, Marie gave you a... Oh, thank you, Marie. I, I'm not sure for what, but, um, you know, the one place where I would accept that... What? ...was on one of the highways in New York. You know which one? Which one? The Belt Parkway. Oh. Yeah! That's a little comedy right there. Well, there's me again. Hello, me. Joyce has, you know, the Facebook on another computer over there, so it can monitor the uh, the responses and things from other people. So here we go. Uh, a caller on 11th Avenue. There he is. Reported receiving a piece of paper with the words, live by the sword, die by the sword. Ooh, that's a threat. And also, too many guns. Too many bombs, unquote. Is that part of it? This, this is somebody received. No, but the is that second part part of it? I've heard "live by the sword, die by the sword," but I've never heard too many guns. Back in back in when they probably wrote "live by the sword, die by the sword," they probably oh, didn't have guns and bombs. I yeah, yeah. With their guns and their bombs and their swords and their crickets in my face, in my face, I am eating. Oh, oh, oh all right. Oh, let's let's do this one. Wait, hold on. I gotta get oh. my sunscreen. A caller on 8th Street said a naked man broke into a hotel room, which, you know, I mean, I, everybody who hasn't been in a hotel wanted to run and get some ice. Oh, no. Didn't want to get, you know. Oh, no. I think it would be more scary if they found a naked man screaming and pounding to get out of a hotel room. That would be creepier. Yeah. yeah. But this is just well, too much to get in. That one, remember that one thing on, like, Netflix? It was, like, a French couple and... He was like dating this woman forever, and they found her dead in the hotel. She would have been pounding to get probably out. Yeah, I, I bet so. I and the neighbors heard it. They were like, "We heard the the screaming, but we thought it was just a fun party." And then they're like, "Those were not really fun party screams." No, no, they were screamy screams. Here, here's oh, speaking of screams of, of perhaps delight. This is old times. This is from a hundred years ago. Gatico. Oh, get your your cat away. Gatico, the tiger cub from South America, visited the Weld County Courthouse in Greeley. <laughs> Yikes. The cub was brought by her owner, James Bollinger. I thought you said James Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, the cub weighs only 20 pounds. And James said they keep her small by feeding her doses of whiskey and rum. Oh, what? And it was, it was many, many, many years ago. We treat our animals differently now. But it, how does whiskey and rum keep somebody small? I, they don't feed her food? They just give her whiskey? You know, we're, we're not talking about the Audubon Society, or, or we're not talking about um, animal welfare. I'm the logic. I have no idea. Well, wait, when they, maybe back then you don't have kids drinking because it stunts her. Is that something they would say? No, no. I don't know. I don't know. Um, local politician Charles Wheeler said he was sure that he would win state office again if he could just eliminate useless holidays like, quote, Colorado Day. Oh, nice. For example, 
The only people who get off work that day are state workers, he said. So useless, useless holiday. That's not good. And by the way, I did check, and September 10th is going to be Potato Day. Oh, no. In Greeley, Colorado. Wow. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. We can have one here. We're not even going to the state fair, and I'm not going to get to see Potato Day. Any potatoes? And what? Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> Honey. He's mad. He always reminds me of that cult where they kill themselves with those sneakers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be some killing around here. It ain't gonna be me. Man who eats what? I I, I misspoke. I miss I mean I, I say I go there to protest. These people who are eating. They're not stupid. He can hear you. I'm he, not stupid. I can hear he you, Asher. And he's the king of all. Butthole! Potato of that's anus. <laughs> that should be anus. That's anus and Andy. All right, all right, Potato. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. You know what? I'm, gonna, I'm just for that. Just for that, I'm going to eat another cricket. I'm going to eat another dark chocolate Don, Bug, Don Bugito cricket. Mm mm. It's a pre-Hispanic snackeria. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Seriously, pre-Hispanic, tasty edible insect snacks snackeria with amaranth seeds. Mmm, mmm, mmm. It is made of grilled cubiertos de chocolate. Chocolate crickets. Con, con amaranto. What's so, that? Oh, amaranth. Cover, yeah, cover it with chocolate. And well, amaranth seeds. At least a little bit healthy. Here's my, here's my penance. It offered a picture of a pigeon. Like it's giving me pictures to send. Mm -hmm. So one is of somebody riding a pigeon. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What does O W O M W mean? Oh my. O M G. Oh my word. Oh my word. Oh my word. Mm. Okay. Um. Mm. Again, I'm not grimacing because of the cricket. I don't taste the. I taste the crunch. I'm grimacing oh, because of dark chocolate. Everything. Oh, Marie. Well, thank you, Marie. Thank She's you. A lot of... I don't know if you like these. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. Mm. Let's finish Grilly Crimes Hill Time, shall we? Yes, we shall. All right, here we go. A caller on Eighth Avenue. Hold on, hold on. Now Eighth Avenue was also where that naked man was breaking Eighth into a hotel room. This is another. Uh, I would break in if I was naked and I yeah. locked myself out of a hotel room. I'd want to get I, in. I would immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would be crawling into the ice chest. I want to be in my own room. Yeah, but maybe you're hot. Yeah, you want to cool down. Yeah. Well, this Eighth Avenue person said a man was hitting his head on a pole and removing his clothes. That's the same guy as before, right? Well, yeah. That, the other guy was hitting his head. This makes this this makes no sense because this is one in the morning. The other one was eight in the morning. So it couldn't be the same guy. Maybe. And it would have been first because he would have been taking off. The first guy was naked. And now this guy's getting naked. You could get dressed and undressed. That could happen. You could. You could. Huh. Mm. Mm. But then it wouldn't be where a news story in the did, paper. Where uh, did Ronald say the picture was from? The painting. India. On the rock. India. 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 Lovely. Lovely. Yeah. Um, finally, caller on 6th Avenue reported... A caller on 6th Avenue reported a neighbor's friend went into the laundry room to urinate on laundry. Ew. Why? Why? 
Why? Why? I do laundry. I think it's revenge. Like Ma you, that's revenge. Or something. Like if you make a waiter mad, they say they make they do that in your food or they spit in the food. So maybe the person's mad. The only reason I bother doing laundry is to get my urine stains out of laundry. <laughs> you know, why, why is he going in there and actually that's creating me. urine on laundry? This I, uh, this I do not understand. But ladies and gentlemen, that is Grilly Crimes and Old Times. Mr. Horace Greeley was no fool. Oh, no, he wasn't. I'm sure that you'll agree with me that Greeley was no fool. But he is getting a new set. Mr. Greeley was no fool. Oh, my friends, my friends, what a delightful morning it has been doing Dave's Gone By for you here in the neighborhood in lovely northern Baltimore County in Maryland with me, Dave Lefkowitz, my wonderful wife, Joyce. Are we finishing the show? Well, soon, but not, not quite this particular moment. We still have a little bit more to do. Don't forget that, God help us, we have our Colorado Limerick of Damned. Oh, you got Marie also liked the show. You well, thank you, Marie. Everything. Marie's liking everything. Thank you much, Marie. She's well, like maybe she will even like, nobody likes the, the Colorado Limerick of the Damned, but maybe you will when we go to Marino, Colorado. But before we do, let's check on, like we had some wonderful guests today. Oh, where people are. Yeah. yeah. The Friends of the Daverhood. So here's just people who have been on this program over the past few months, over the past few years. You know, we've been on the air since October of 2002. So within a month and a half, we will be hitting 20 years on the air. And so quite a lot has happened in those 20 years, but yet we're still doing a lot of the stuff that we were doing back then. Now we have people who've been on this show during those 20 years. So congratulations to Peter Felicia. He's got yet another new book. It's, and it sounds great. It's the book of Broadway musical debates, disputes, and disagreements from Applause Theater and Cinema Books. Peter Felicia, F-I-L-I-C-H-I-A. So it's kind of like, which is the best musical of all time? Um, you know, which is uh, Stephen Sondheim's memory? I mean, just all these things that, that theater geeks debate and shout about and tweet about and, and post about in, in chat rooms and things. It's the book of Broadway musical debates, disputes, and disagreements coming out soon. Um, it may be a couple of weeks away still from applause, theater, and cinema books. Also, I want to give it up for Rochelle Ellie. She is headlining at Yuck Yucks in Ottawa. Tell me what she did. Was she the, she's, the comedian? Yeah, she is a comedian. She's at Yuck Yucks in Ottawa just today. She's been there all weekend, but today is her last day to catch her in Ottawa, Canada. And starting this week on Tuesday, the day after Labor Day, Toba Felchu. Whoa, what's she doing? She goes into the Broadway run of Funny Girl at the August Wilson Theater. So, you know, there was all this stuff. 
about Bingy Feldstein and then you know Jane Lynch was in there. Now Tova is taking over the Jane Lynch role in Funny Girl as Leia Michelle goes in. So all eyes will be on Leia and Tova oh doing Funny Girl oh on Broadway. Yeah. Uh -huh. Speaking of Broadway, this is her last weekend to catch Mr. Saturday Night, the very amusing Broadway musical featuring Billy Crystal, but with lyrics by our friend Amanda Green. That is at the Niederlander Theater, your it's very ending, last chance, uh, ending on Sunday on Broadway. Ending in the middle of September, really just a couple of weeks away now, is uh, Dear Evan Hansen, which features Christian Noel, and then Come From Away, the wonderful musical about 9-11. You, you, the oh, wait, that sounds counterintuitive. Let me give you a joke of the yeah. day. Yeah. What did the football player say to the flight attendant? I give up. Put me in coach. Oh, I love that. That's very good. Joyce uh, on Twitter goes through these puns. Let's have a couple more. No, no, this I'm going through. Um, oh, 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 this is not the pun thing. Yeah, I'm just what? going through this, yeah. Right, but anyway, Come From Away on Broadway by Irene Sankoff and David Klein. It's at the Schoenfeld Theater. Letting you know that playing at the at Birdland, get tickets at birdlandjazz.com, are Eric Comstock and Barbara Fasano every Saturday night doing songs from the American Songbook. Aladdin on Broadway features music by our friend Alan Menken. Menken also wrote the music for the classic musical Little Shop of Horrors that is being revived off Broadway, and also features our friend Stuart Zagnett, that is at the West Side Theater on West 43rd Street. Letting you know that Jim Caruso's cast party plays every Monday evening at Birdland, and that StageBuddy.com is a website dedicated to New York nightlife that is founded and run by our great friend Evan Seplow. Finally, 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 um, want to remind you that our friends who are on the show today you had Leslie Hoban-Blake. She co-hosts a show called Two on the Isle with Charlie Gross. Check it out. It's their YouTube channel, Two on the Isle. Vicky Quaddy doing Bible Bingo and Late Night Catechism at the Greenhouse in Chicago. Ronald Rand, his book is called Solo Transformations on Stage, about doing solo plays. Get that wherever books are sold. Giving a shout-out, even though he's not here today, to David Sheward, who um, who writes for, let's see, it's been a couple of weeks since he's been on the show, theaterlife.com, culturaldaily.com, and his own blog, The David Desk. And those, my friends, are the friends of The Daverhood. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, yes, it is just a couple of minutes. Wow, stop that. Afternoon Eastern Time. So, we've done so much. We've talked so much about life here in Maryland and, and losing the car and uh, getting in the car and talking about cri eating crickets. I did that for the first time in my life today. Well, knowingly. I probably inhaled some cricket legs or, or something like that. And it makes me happy, you know, to do this to these crickets. I've got to say, because... Um, Nothing against them personally. You know, it's not like, uh, like it. I've ever been stung by one. They don't sting. But back in our old house that we were living in on Long Island, every time I would go to the basement, every time I go downstairs to the fridge in the basement or to grab something, uh, there'd be a cricket waiting for me. Wow. And I have to run and go try to stomp on it. Now you're going to have more crickets mm. than we're going to have. And we have them here. 
when I go into the front room downstairs, half the time I say, there's a cricket. I've got to go smacking after it. The more life changes, the more things change, stay the same. So here's another cricket. I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat one more bug. Mm, mm, mm. Don't do it. In preparation. Oh, man. What does it really taste like? Does it taste like a cricket? Mm. No, I'm telling you. you know, like, you know when you bought those those chocolate bars, you don't want to get, like, Cadbury. You don't want to get um, mm -hmm. Hershey. But they have those chocolate bars that are 77 or 83% cacao. Oh, yeah, you don't like the cocoa. They're so dark. And they're so, like... Yeah, it's not bad, but you gotta like really like dark chocolate. Yeah, yeah, I know you don't. That's what this is. It's dark chocolate with pieces of bug. That's what oh, it is. Yummy. But the pieces of bug are crunchy, so it gives. It's sort of like you know when they take um, chocolate and put it around Rice Krispies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. If they did these with milk chocolate, it'd be great. I think they have one with sriracha. They have another with honey mustard. Oh wow! I may try them. I may, at $6 a bag, decide not to. We'll see. But, um, ah. At least it's not horribly disgusting from Don Bugito. Our handmade dark chocolate crickets are fully toasted crickets covered in fair trade dark chocolate. They're going to fucking make a big deal of that. It's, like, it's not just chocolate. Oh, no. It's not just milk and chocolate. And they put it, oh, it's fair trade dark chocolate. And sprinkled with toasted amaranth, which can also be the, the crunchy part too. Packed with loads of protein and amino acids, these sweet treats can be enjoyed as a snack or actually, okay, I get this, on top of ice cream. I may put the rest of these on a, on a bowl of vanilla ice cream, and that may make them really, really good. Um, the ingredients are toasted crickets. So that is the main ingredient. There's more cricket in this than chocolate. Amaranth seeds, semi-sweet chocolate, which includes cacao beans, king sugar, cocoa butter, sunflower, lecithin vanilla beans, and sea salt. So there's, there's nothing in here that is um, disgusting or fake or processed, except they, they cook it, a cricket. Anyway. Speaking of disgusting, let's to get to our Colorado limerick of the damned. This is where I write a poem every week about some place in Colorado. Joyce and I used to live in Colorado for, for several years. And I got it into my head, hey, I can write really filthy, tasteless limericks about so many places. And Joyce is shaking her head. Well, I can, and I do. And here's one that I do, or that I wrote a while back. I'm at a place in Colorado called Merino. Merino, Colorado, for our Colorado limerick. Why did I spell limerick wrong? There it is. Limerick of the damned. You're the poetry man. A limerick is a comic verse of five lines in which lines one, two, and five will end with words that rhyme. And likewise, verses three and four also end with words that rhyme. So this is a limerick. Thank you so much, Christine Lavin, for that. Yes, it is our Colorado Limerick of the Dam. Let me tell you a little bit about Merino, Colorado, before I, I lay the poem on, <clears throat> on you. So Merino, Colorado is a small town in northeastern Colorado, population of under 300 people. It, it's literally, it's 0.2 of a square mile. It's a tiny little place, 
fairly well populated then, if you consider that. It's named for the Merino sheep that used to graze there. And it started as a stagecoach stop for settlers. And then, of course, the railroads came in. You know who was born there? Oh. Ralph Edwards. The guy who hosted This Is Your Life. Oh, wow. All those years, there's even a Ralph Edwards Way in Moreno, Colorado. It is considered, or it's called, the gateway to the Pawnee National Grassland for fishing, camping, boating, and hunting. We're talking about Merino, M-E-R-I-N-O, Merino, Colorado. Let's see, what did I write about Merino, Colorado, or Colorado Limerick on the damned? <clears throat> A vain Casanova named Nino came to a bad end in Marino. One flick of the knife did not take his life, but was he still able to pee? No. Whatever. Whatever. And that is our Colorado Limerick of the Dam. Please send your comments, opinions, and complaints, especially your complaints, to Dave's Gone By at AOL.com. D A V E S G O N E. B-Y, Dave's Gone By at AOL.com. Or feel free to leave your messages on the bottom of each show on the Facebook page. Or if you are a friend on the neighborhood page, you can uh, message me there. So either way, I love hearing from you. I don't necessarily get to respond to or leave a thumbs up for every comment. But I, I absolutely try to read everything and see everything from you. I do this for fun. I do this for poops and giggles. I hope you enjoy it. A lot of people seem to. So, yay. And if, if you do, tell your friends, tell your family. We're going to be starting season 21 in early October of Dave's Gone By. If I live, you know, we'll make it to a thousand shows, and then I will finally, finally freaking quit. But yeah, we're doing it. 862. We're, we're putting paid to this episode of Dave's Gone By. It remains for me to thank ever, ever so much. Oh, oh well, first of all, thank you to Ronald Rand, uh, Vicky Quaddy, and to Leslie Hoban Blake for playing the Today Yesterday quiz. Remains for me to thank my wonderful, adorable, and darling wife, Joyce, for doing all the stuff in the background to help the show, to make the, the sound effect noises, to check things on Google. You know, you, she chimes in with stuff, but you don't know also things that she's checking and looking up and, and, and sharing. So thank you, thank you so much to her. I want to let you know that coming up, if That's not... my favorite thing on the Facebook. Someone said, well, this is my motto. If you throw me to the wolves, I'll become the leader of the pack. Ooh. Love it, love it, love it. If you throw me to the wolves, I'll become a leader of the... Throw me to the wolves, I'll be like, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, you, you can... You know, believe me, I would not do well in prison. No. My, speaking of anuses, my butthole would be this wide, because I'd just be like, I want to live, you want to put that inside, don't, please don't, okay, um, don't kill me. So, I don't know if I would become leader of the... I'd become leader of the fudge pact, probably, which would be my horrible life. But anyway, um... I want to mention that I think next week, or it might be a week or two away, we will have in the neighborhood with us a, an, an actor and an acting teacher named Roger Hendricks Simon. He's, um, he's been doing this for a lot of years. He's going to be off-Broadway, I think in a one-act play being done oh, imminently. I don't, I don't have the information in front of me, but Roger Hendricks Simon going to be joining the neighborhood this month, possibly next week. And then, as I mentioned, we're trying, trying 
to get uh, Hal Linden back and maybe even Bernie Capel uh, because they're both off-Broadway in a show. And that is not set yet. We're hoping, we're promised, it keeps being delayed. Fingers crossed. But either way, we expect to be back next Saturday, September 10th, for the... Can we call that Joyce's a COVID vaccination day? Joyce's colon vaccination no, day? No, COVID. COVID vaccination day. Why would they vaccinate my COVID? I don't know. Uh, Saturday, September 10th, for the... Eight, oh, not... Ah. You know, look, look at this. The, I keep having cricket parts uh, coming on my t tongue here. It's like, I mean, I'm hoping that's an amaranth seed, but it might not be. No bueno. That looks like a leg. No bueno. No. Yeah. Yeah. That is not bueno, my friend. So we give a little whistle. Give a little whistle. And gone. Bye. He's gone by, he's gone by.